Blagger tape and stuff. But I thought of this today, and I'd never done it. But this would work. Mm. Anything like that, you could tape your, you know. It's it's a visual for your fucking buddy to see. It isn't for anything else. Mm. You know, you'd have to be. We've done it before with sticks that are wrapped in, you know. So the guy who's not shooting is obviously calling, and he's paying attention, and maybe this guy can't see because he's set up, but he can see you. Mm -hmm. And if you see something coming in from behind him, if you know you're smart you can watch and you can tell when this deer can't see you and you hold that up and if he's paying attention he's going to be like oh, okay fucking something's happening because mm-hmm. you can't always see hear him you know you one guy can see him the other guy can't but you can neither one of you can hear the fuckers well that's like right. uh They're he quiet. was that bear i shot in the spring i was going to have him get me down to where he was <laughs> i got down there i couldn't even find him he's screaming at me i can't hear him i'm I'm down there well, glassing why for don't, Garrett. Why don't we back this up and let's not talk about elk or bears. <laughs> All right, let's I, focus I'm just on saying the fu- same thing. I'm just saying, motherfucker. <laughs> just because you're a county cop doesn't fucking mean shit to me. <laughs> Thousand bucks says we're getting some rabbit holes in here somewhere. Uh, oh, yeah. That's what podcasts are. That's, okay. la- that's Latin for rabbit holes. Latin for rabbit hole. The last podcast I listened to, they didn't talk about the topic. Well, <laughs> because they went down a rabbit hole, oh, really? and then after like forty-five minutes, they're like, "Well, fuck." Well, then let's not let's not do that. Let's try and knock out some good. We're gonna shit. go live for a little bit. Oh Jesus! Right now we're going live. We are we're actually, fucking live. We are live. <laughs> oh, I can't say that when we're live, right? Yeah, yeah, you can't. Well, you can it. say whatever you want. I just can't edit it out. <laughs> so See, that's don't what admit makes to any crimes. <laughs> I don't have any crimes to admit to, but that's what makes it even better because it's off the cuff. It is, and. I've got a dirty mouth, and I really don't give a shit if people like it or not. It's just the way it goes. It's, I can't do anything about it, you know? So I'm about to wreck Garrett's, you know, clean, wholesome, leave-it-to-beaver <laughs> podcast things here. I haven't had any uh, – We you know, we've dropped a few secondary cuss words on here, but I've never had a complaint about the language or anything. That's because I haven't been on here yeah. enough. That's yeah. <laughs> Guaranteed. You know how hard it is for me to keep my mouth clean? Yeah, I really have to think about it. I really do. No, like if people hang out with me, I'm like, man, I thought you were like super PG. I'm like, no. Well, you know, it's amazing because I'm on the radio here locally during the month of October. I'll mm-hmm. go in because they have the share your shot thing going on. And so I'll go in and do some live stuff. And it's amazing how when you get in that studio, it just goes away. You just figure out a way not to be, you know, embarrassing your grandmother. Professionalism not that my comes out. Well, really? Hey, Professionalism? Where's that? Well, I, I stopped it. Am I supposed to be waving here? You can wave there. Everybody's waving at you. Oh. Not Anthony, though. Oops. I just oh. flipped the bird. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So if you are, if you're, a, uh, this will be a PG-17 podcast, guys. So uh, right. uh, don't mind the language and it's it will be bar. edited out of the podcast. Probably. With bleeps and bloops and stuff. I'll do my best. Ducks, <laughs> duck sounds to keep duck it clean. Duck sounds. <laughs> but um, so let's get started here. Let's get started. So the first episode we did together, uh, us three, was actually a pretty popular episode, and a lot of guys around here really appreciated it because because you don't get a lot of it. You um, don't. Um, I had some guys on even my small Instagram get a hold of me. Go, I really enjoyed that. The the blacktail mm-hmm. one. Well, because I'll tell you, you don't hear it. There's not a lot of rutting, rattling, blacktail strategies out there. 
at least right. that I've seen. It's because no one knows anything. There's not <laughs> hardly any footage of legit blacktail running activity, grunts, you know, all the stuff you right. talked to me about the other day. There's just right. not a lot of it out there. So when somebody gets it, especially here locally, they, it takes off. So Well, I, I also don't think – I think a lot of the podcasts and a lot of stuff, guys aren't coming out here really telling – their tricks and strategies and things. I don't think a lot of guys are doing that. Maybe they're promoting themselves. I don't know. But I'm not here. Listen, I'm not going to be here forever. Hunting's going away. Um, I'm also in the business for you guys to do good. Well, right? I'm a taxidermist. Hunting's so going away. Hunting's going away. What do you mean by that? Well, I think it's going away as we know it. Um, you know, I feel like, I mean, let's let's face it. You go out on public land. It's not very good. It really isn't. Not no. compared to what it was 25 years ago. You guys were in your infancy. Yeah. And I was like your age, and I, I was able to cut my – it was okay to screw up on a deer. That's mm. no big deal because you're probably going to see three or four more yeah. later that day. Well, you you better not be fouling up <clears throat> nowadays. I don't, I don't remember if that was on the last podcast or when uh, me and you talked not too long ago on the phone, but I've seen it. Just, it used to be even say ten years ago, I'd see oh, yeah. ten years eight for sure. eight bucks a day mm-hmm. during late season. Now you're lucky to see, at least me, I'm lucky to see eight bucks during late season. I know. Yeah. So it used to be you know close to ten bucks a day. Now it's like I'm lucky to see ten bucks during late season. Yeah. We well, passed up three this year with Kim. And I'm not talking good bucks. That's I'm just it. talking bucks. Yeah. Okay. And of those three, how many of them were like, oh my god, zero. Exactly. Yeah. So in in the past, I'll, I'll say ten. Th- that's the last time I really. Saw, well, let's see. 2012 was the last time I saw it good. So that's six years ago, almost ten. That particular year, we saw several <laughs> several bucks in that 130 plus class, which to me is you know that's that's a, that's a good black that's tail. That's a good black tail. <clears throat> so that's never happened again. Um, and the years before that, I might see three or four of them in a year. It didn't mean I could kill them, but mm-hmm. I'd see them. They're going away. Um, I, why, I don't know. I think I, all of us have a good idea why Oregon's failing. Right. right? You know, cougars, overhunting, right. disease, hoof rot. You know, I've heard it all. And nobody's on our side. No. It, and, mm-hmm. and we are so complacent as hunters, which just drives me freaking batty. Yeah. We pay for our tags. We buy all the crap that they're shoveling down our throats because we think we need it. And we go out there, and sometimes we're successful. A lot of times most of us aren't. And we never throw a fit. We ain't never bitching about it except for to each other. And that's yeah. not working. Well, At some point, you got to belly up yeah. and say, look, we need stuff done to get this back on track. We got one guy that says, isn't the total number of hunters going down? And the trends, they went they, – they, Re, the rebounding, from what I understand, and I you think know, it's also geographically I, I in would, certain areas. I will too. argue that point till my grave. How could they be going down? Look at the populace. Yeah, I mean, okay, I'm almost fifty, so the huge difference between you guys and me, right? But when I was a kid, there weren't this many people. There's this many people now. Maybe it's just because most of the people I know are hunters, mm. but I don't think so. I think there's more. I there's think there's more. more. You got guys like TV. Joe Rogan, I yeah. think Cameron Haynes. Yeah, I think bow hunting has gotten more. Just bow hunting. I'm not talking hunting, but bow I, hunting has gotten more popular. I think popular. the whole thing, the industry has blown up. You've got Duck Dynasty, Primos. I mean, when I was a kid, you want to know something about hunting, you went down to the damn grocery store, you begged your mom to buy you a field and stream. She may say, yeah, go ahead and get it. She may slap you in the head, depending on what your mom was like. Mine usually <laughs> said, shut up and go get what I told you to get. Yeah. You know? 
Um, th- you read it. You found it that way. And now it's right at your fingertips. Anything yeah. you want to know, anything you want to buy, if you've got the dough, they got it. It's waiting there. They want you to buy it. Right. <laughs> you know. Does that include podcasts? What do you mean? Anything that you want to know, you can just go out and get it. I don't know about that because I don't listen to enough of them. <laughs> Honestly, I don't. I, I don't. I just, you know, I can't. First off, I have sucky internet. Mm. So if I want to listen to a podcast, I have to be sitting in my house. Well, I can't get shit stuff done <laughs> when I'm sitting in the house. Um, I keep forgetting we're live. So yeah. um, anyway. That's okay. People are eating it up. You know, I think I think we got five years every F-bomb. Well, you know, it is what it is. I'm kidding. So, you know, <laughs> let's uh, let's get into this blacktail talk. Let, okay, let's start, w- go ahead. So we're we're gonna expand off of the first episode, right? So we went into calling tactics, which we're gonna go into. I see you got your your you know, like I say, leave it to a taxidermist to bring in a you know what a hundred forty. Let's say hundred forty inch, hundred high one thirty. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say one thirty five, one forty inch buck, and then uh, expand more on the call setup. So yeah. So what I want to do is I want to reel it back a little bit from right now. Okay. We're talking, it's November 14th. Okay. So I really have kind of a, I, I, I was on a ranch every day for mm-hmm. the month of October. So I can tell you what I saw there. And I base what I'm seeing on that ranch off of what's going on in places that I hunt. Cause it's totally different. Mm-hmm. So right around the 11th or 12th, I, I saw my first buck starting to chase does. Mm of October. Okay. Um, about October 26th, it was on them deer 27th. I think it was, it was a Saturday. Those deer were running does everywhere. I I had a client out here from Missouri. Hell, it was hard to shoot a deer because it wouldn't stop. Mm -hmm. They were just going nuts. Um, I watched two bucks snort wheezing and they did it like four times. That's a sound that it's a vocalization that you don't hardly ever hear. Right. And I realized that this little thing right here, it, it, it can't duplicate it. I'm still trying to figure it out. I, I practice every day in the shop and it's like, no, nah, that ain't what it sounded like. How in the heck do they do that? The funny thing about these bucks were is they would snort wheeze. So they, they'd initially inhale and you could hear and it was like a high pitch it was like and then they'd and they'd be all puffed up Hmm. right they never attacked each other they just tear up poison oak Hmm. and then they do that and then they'd circle each other all bristled up and then rub on poison oak do you think that's a blacktail thing or do you think you would get that with whitetails no i think whitetails would probably duke it out yeah but here's the interesting fact about this whole scenario and what i wanted to get at Mm -hmm. these deer were doing this snort wheezing circling each other they did it like i said maybe four times right Mm -hmm. there's a doe there they're so focused on each other that out of nowhere comes some other buck and i mean he wasn't nothing compared to them Hmm. and he just dropped his head hit that doe right in the rear end and and ran her out of there, <laughs> and these two guys are still sitting there tearing up poison oak and snort wheezing. Well, why? You know, he I've came always and heard. Stole them. Why do you think that rattling works? Because there's a third buck coming in there to steal the doe. That's just it. And so that's what I've always heard. I think if you have high buck to doe densities, mm-hmm. like obviously right here in town, we mm-hmm. have that. You know, there's a lot of bucks here. Um, you, you have better odds. So rattling that weekend, or that you know, in October mm-hmm. would have been great that weekend there right october 27th i think last week here 
Mm-hmm. Um, just driving back and forth on the freeway, you see the amount of dead deer. I, <laughs> I mean, was going to say, that's how you know the so, rut's on. <laughs> right. They're they're full on chasing right now, so yeah. they're not even standing with does. I didn't see them really standing with does until um would have been November 4th, I think, the last day of the youth weekend. Hmm. In the valley. Yep. Okay, so we're not talking about everywhere else. We're talking about in the valley. And so... After all that time, we're talking November or October 14th. Now we're November 4th. Now the the bigger bucks that I've seen on the ranch are showing up, and they're standing with does. Hmm. So that's where we're a couple weeks behind that, right? When you're hunting public land, right? Whether it's the Coast Range or the Cascades, it's it's off of what's happening right here in Roseburg proper. Hmm. Okay, so I know that for a fact. So I'm guessing next week, mm-hmm. not next week, next week it'll start. I think you'll you'll have a couple of good days, probably Sunday, Monday, Tuesday might be good. Mm-hmm. It's going to have a lull Wednesday and Thursday, so Thanksgiving and the day before. And then I think that next weekend and the week after that yeah. should be off the hook. And that's when the biggest yeah. of the big bucks are going to come out. Well, I, I from my experience with hunting, you know, um, East I-5 late season, uh, it seems like the week and weekend of Thanksgiving is always the hottest weekend around here for um, for buck activity, and that's usually when I see the one thirties or the one forties. You know, right. that's when I start seeing the really stupid big bucks. And you know why, right? Mm-mm. Because they don't play this chase BS that these younger bucks are doing. They've mm-hmm. already been down that road. They know what's going on. When these deer are chasing does all the time, mm-hmm. these does aren't ready. They're just scent checking them. They're just seeing. They know that they're coming, but they're not ready. This big buck ain't going to waste his energy. Hmm. He's not going to do it. It's almost like a big bull letting the satellites gather the herds and then yep. him sneaking in there. And yep. then he comes in and runs everybody yep. off. Yeah. And yeah. Thank At you for getting my stuff. At the beginning of both seasons, you see this <laughs> little five-point with 15 right. cows. You're like, how is that possible? Well, yeah, because the big bull's like, yeah, right. whatever. It's similar. And we I got a question wanna... for you. Okay, what's the question? Moon phase. Moon phase. Um, you know me. I'm big into having full moon, right? Mm-hmm. But full moon, peak of full moon, like the full moon, I think it's Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving is mm. full moon. Usually, I haven't had a lot of success on, on that the peak. day. On the peak. Usually so that day the and the next day, the downside is better. But you will get a couple days. That's why I say Sunday, Monday, maybe Tuesday Mm -hmm. should be okay. Then it's going to have a little lull, and then it's going to do nothing but get better after that, Mm. I think. Well, I'll I'll say this. If it's during the rut and it's full moon, it's not sure as as hell not going to prevent me from going out in the woods. Anything can happen during the rut. Absolutely, man. You know, so when we say this. Don't feel like you have to wait for that day. If you got time to go, you should be out in the woods during the rut. Yeah. Period. And I think what I mean when I say full moon, hunting a full moon, yeah. I'm saying better daytime activity, which means okay. you might not see them at 730 in the morning when it's just breaking light, right? Mm-hmm. But you might see them at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. So while right. everybody's down here at Dickie Joe's getting a hangover. Your butt should not be there. With well, and them. if you think about it, it's getting dark at four or four thirty in the yeah, timber. So, I mean, yeah. you're right there at peak time. You need to suck it up, toughen yeah. up, and be out there all day. This is the time to do it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, so, let's put it this way. So, if I'm going out and I'm hunting out in the woods, and we got clear cuts, we got um, let's say that we're we're hunting fairly low. We still got oaks and madrones and all that stuff. If he's hunting out in the woods, <laughs> not like inside Walmart, <laughs> out in the woods. I just wanted to make yeah. sure. So, yes. Okay. 
Where would you? Where? How do you pick a, a calling setup? Because most of the guys or bucks that I see tending does typically seem to be in that nice open wooded area. They're not. Some of them are in the thick stuff, and maybe that's why I don't see them in the thick stuff because it's harder. But I see a lot in like these semi wooded areas. Um, sometimes on private property out in the open field, but a lot of a lot of what I've seen has been in that 50, 60 yard shot kind of thinned areas. That's back when I we talked about this before. I call that a transition area. Uh-huh. Okay, so it's that the open fields usually where they like to feed, mm-hmm. right? But then that transition area, there's some feed in there, and then that's usually right on the edge of where they like to bed. Mm. Okay, so how I pick a setup. Let's let's talk about some things that we know about deer. Mm-hmm. Okay, we know that um, obviously it's the rut, right? So we're going to be hunting does. We're not necessarily looking for the bucks. If we know the bucks are going to be in there, if you if you know where the does are hanging out, you should be able to find the bucks. But more importantly, let's talk about how deer use terrain to their advantage. Okay. Okay. Um, how many of us have spooked a buck and he's standing out on some open ridge? Usually when we see bucks, you know, let's just say from a distance, mm-hmm. they're doing one of two things. They're either out on some ridge line doing whatever they're doing or they're running along a cutting line, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. If you booger him, what's he do? Go straight out. Goes or he finds a little oof. depression. And how many times have you seen a deer? There he is. Down. And now he's gone. <laughs> like, where did he go? And you get over there and it's like, oh, there was a little swale in That here. happens a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They use terrain to their advantage. So if you find a likely spot, and I can do some diagrams here, if you find a likely spot, you're going to want to set up on those terrain advantages for the deer. Hmm. The wind's going to be different in there. When Okay, so when you see a buck cruising a timber line, mm-hmm. he's not cruising a timber line because he's like, yeah, I just like to stay right on the edge of the clear cut in the timber. <laughs> Easy this walking. This is cool. <laughs> it's because the wind channels off through that timber, down through the clear cut, back and forth, and it's like these big loops that go up and down and up and down, just like this. And he's cruising that until he hits the wind channel with the doe in it, and then, it, well, wherever she is, he's gone. Mm. That's where he goes. That's what he's doing. He's covering more ground, going cutting all those wind channels mm-hmm. until he finds what he wants and he goes in. That's smart. I never even thought of that. Well, I mean, that's what they're doing, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he can't see every doe. And they're going to, you know, they're like anything else. They're lazy, man. They're, they don't want to, they they're not going to walk up and down each and every run one. So they're going to crosswind it, mm-hmm. right, till they get what they want. That's how most of us get busted Hmm. also, right? Crosswind. They hear you calling. Oh, I can't see him. Well, if I drop down below him or I come across, have the wind in his advantage, he's going to get it, Mm -hmm. right? Then he's just going to cruise and cruise and cruise and cruise until he finds that deer he's hearing and he's going right to it. But guess what? If it ain't a deer he's hearing, if it's old moldy's nasty butt, (laughs) gigs up. It's over, (laughs) right? Right. So the whole idea is similar the way we've been successful is similar to an elk setup i'm trying to call this deer through my buddy you see what i mean mm-hmm. you're trying to get that deer he he you know he wants to come through to you and he's going to want to circle around and catch your wind but the whole idea is to get him to cut in front of your hunting partner when calling deer you, 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 you man you can do it on your own but it's a lot easier if you've got somebody else to kill this 
bitch because <laughs> you know it's it's hard to do both you're most of the time you're going to get caught with crap in your hands right and be up here like this <laughs> it doesn't work right so if you've got a partner that can you know get in, in an advantageous spot mm-hmm. then you can usually screw them i mean you know it, it it does come down to movement obviously they're looking for you um natural blinds are great they're all over the place mm-hmm. get yourself in there to where you can see that maybe you only have a shot here and maybe a shot here and it's gonna you know allow you to be able to draw and hmm. do things like that talking about shooting lanes i've thought about doing this and i'm not actually uh i've never actually done it. i'm not ambitious enough to actually go out and do it guys we're going to shut off the live feed here tune into the podcast uh it'll be episode blacktail part two and uh it'll be uploaded probably actually later tonight but check it out and uh, we'll catch you on the next one so um i'll end that there cool sure was there a lot of questions coming in? There was only a few. Well, great, because um, I didn't have the answers <laughs> on the spot there. But um, yeah, so have you? Have you either of you guys ever actually gone through the woods, cut out lanes, and then tried to funnel them into yeah, like so use the brush to funnel them into where, where you my to go? Where the blind is right now uh-huh. is it's more of a natural funnel, but I made shooting lanes in there for her. Did you put so, brush in areas so they had to go? No. So what I mean by natural is so it. It's flat for about 75 yards, and mm-hmm. then it dumps way off, and then it's flat again, and that's that flat section is where this blind is, then it dumps off again. Well, mm-hmm. right at the end of this dump, there's only a small section that's like dirt. The rest of it's rock bluff. Mm. So they have, they're either going to be on the upside of that, or they have to be on the bottom side, which puts them within 30 yards, because they obviously, they're not mountain. I mean, it's like sheer rock. Mm. So they're not going to try to maneuver on a rock face when they can just walk on the bottom right right so that's where that's at so and then obviously i brushed the blind and stuff but no i use that natural funnel because i know they're not like i said they could be on the upside of it i guess i just always wondered about cutting brush out for lanes and then actually putting that brush just strategically in areas to get to make them guys do it i've never done it i've never really it makes sense trees and stuff like that i try not to be cutting a whole bunch of stuff like i like to find those big fir trees or whatever cedars where the branches come all the way to the ground and i can tuck myself back in there Hmm. and depending on whether i want to be standing up or sitting down or whatever i want i always take a pair of like nippers and i'll just clip off okay this is all i need okay i got plenty of room in here boom i'm i'm good Hmm. to go interesting you know i need to get him here or here or it ain't gonna happen Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. You know, it just depends. Yeah, no, that's, so. that's really interesting. So going in, you're holding a uh, snort wheeze looking thing. What is uh, that? I just picked it up. Yeah, it's a grunt tube slash snort wheeze tube. You know, you... or I usually use it like if a doe blows. Mm-hmm. I'll hmm. blow back at her, hmm. you know, and a lot of times it's just like confusing. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's almost kinda, like barking back at a yeah, neck. They're yeah. kind of dizzy. <laughs> and so sometimes you, it, it'll just calm them down enough to where they'll shut up yeah. and you can move on. Uh, you know, anytime you're moving in the woods in the dark, you're liable to get a doe, get to blowing. Yep. And so if you can sound like another doe blowing, it's like, oh, what are these idiots all worked up over? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But when it's dead silent and she's the only one making noise, Usually after that, you hear the thumpity thump, and now they're yeah. gone. Yeah. 
Um, if anything you can do to trick them or manipulate them into thinking that you're something normal, mm-hmm. I try and do that. So let's go into that a little bit more. So when would you, because um, we're talking about having densely populated buck areas. If you right. have a not so densely populated buck area, would you use less rattling tactics, more calling tactics? Yes. Okay. Yes. As a matter of fact, I don't rattle much. Really? I, I, I'll go back over that again. I use these for two different reasons. Um, in the past, I put this little orange thing on here, and mm-hmm. obviously we're not seeing it now. But I'll, I'll um, take a picture of it for you. So you could do you can supplement this with a lot of things. Oh my god, my <laughs> phone! I didn't turn it down. I'm gonna turn it down. Um, there you go. You can uh, Christ noob, <laughs> yeah. well, man. I mean, seriously, <laughs> you guys. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah. We invited noob. him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm, we're not I already. Live, so oh we're, Jesus! We're good. Here's the thing. I already said I'm almost fifty. Here goes you the expect podcast. me to play with this goddamn phone <laughs> and be able to manipulate it? I don't even know nothing about it. I'm lucky I can answer the thing. So, anyway, screw uh, you guys. We like to uh, use these orange deals. It doesn't. It. Do, I brought this today because it was something I looked at and I thought, oh well, you know, I want you could probably get away with that. Uh-huh. So I was talking earlier about setting up to where your hunting partner can see you mm-hmm. because you can see stuff he can't. And this is a great flagging method. If you can get away with it and you better be paying attention to the deer, this is a good way to warn him, hey, something's coming. Mm-hmm. You better get ready. You know, uh, in the past, we've used little sticks that we just wrap with flagger tape, orange flagger tape. Mm-hmm. It didn't. We originally tried to do it with just this white antler. Hey, if I see something, I'll hold the white antler up. Well, hmm. that is about the same color as a lot of stuff in the woods. <laughs> so it didn't work. He's like, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. Well, were you paying for it? I was looking, you know. <laughs> right. So I was like, okay, we got to do something different. So then I tried like a beanie cap that I could just pull out of my coat, mm-hmm. and it got us busted, mm. and I got all pissed and butthurt about it so i said okay i'm never doing that again (laughs) so then we went to the sticks to where you know i'll have it sitting here and if you see that come into my shooting lane so it's just a very slight movement Mm -hmm. and i can do it when the deer can't see me you know something's coming up so Mm -hmm. yeah i watch around but every once in a while you know or quite a bit it's kind of like checking your mirrors every two seconds man you need to be looking over here too you know and make sure because i might see something you don't Mm -hmm. that you can't hear but this is a great thing, and you could have it right there on the antler and still work them and be like, hey, you know, I mean, don't do that, but obviously. Hey, you guys. So th- it's a it's a great tool if you, you know, anything orange to, to say, hey, man, something's coming. Mm-hmm. So get ready and get your stuff situated. You can't always, you know, it's up to them. Really, it's always been up to Tyler. I can't be like, yeah, shoot this buck mm-hmm. if, if we're – in a setup like this because I can't say a word hmm. and I may flag him because I just see a deer coming. It could be a little fork and horn and, and it has been before, you know, and it's just like, Oh, well, I, I got him all riled up over nothing, Yeah, but it doesn't matter. He still needed to be ready. Right. Because it could have been the big boy. So think about that. If you're setting up hunting with somebody else, you need to have a way so that they know that you can give them a heads up. Okay, so 
where are we going with this? We were we were heading towards when are you going to be calling or when are you going to be rattling? Okay, and stuff, right. So you say I don't. You asked if I rattled a lot during the late season, and I don't. And the reason I don't is because I don't think they're really getting at it too often. Hmm. Will they? Yeah, they'll probably. You know, if if a couple of bucks meet up, they're probably going to fight over a doe, but. If, I, if I don't you're, think they're like whitetails. Well, they're not like whitetails. And the other thing is, is if you're talking about a place that doesn't have a whole lot of bucks, yeah. likelihood of two bucks running into each other, probably slim and none anyway. Yeah. So I mainly use antlers to make thumping noises on the ground. Uh, like I said before, if I'm doing a tending grunt, I like to hunt right on the edge of that thick stuff. Like I like as a collar to be in the thick stuff. Mm. And then I'll drag this thing across the brush because there's no buck on the planet that can walk through thick stuff and not be hitting his. So, I mean, I'm just like lightly tink to tink, 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 dragging it across the stuff. So it sounds like he's walking through that Okay. and his antlers are clicking off of whatever it, it, they don't make a lot of noise, but they make enough. Yeah. I think that's been our key clincher because hmm. I sound more like a deer than anybody else out there. Hmm. Well, I don't know very little anybody else doing that. I go out there and I'm crashing antlers together and we get one or maybe two a year to come in. And then, you know, if we get one to come in, we're fired up. Right. And, and if you're crashing antlers again, it's just like we said, they're not like whitetails. Mm -hmm. I think you're going over the top. Mm -hmm. I mean, sure. They'll get into it sometimes, but a lot of times it's really not that aggressive. Mm. I mean, I haven't ever seen two black tail bucks really getting with it, but I know they do sometimes. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not foolish enough to think they don't. So I know they do. I just personally haven't ever witnessed it. They're usually just kind of that back and forth push, you know. I mean, you hear the the antlers, but it isn't like, you know, it's just, they're just kind of. <laughs> yeah. It's more pushing than anything. It is. And yeah. when I, when I'm, when I'm rattling, I'm, I'm personally, I'm, I'm rethinking videos I've seen where bucks are doing it. And I'm like trying to, it's really jerky, like. Right. That it kind is. of thing. It's not just constantly crashing them together. Right. No, it isn't. Two so. days ago, I did a little rattling sequence, and that, I thought of our first podcast. Like, don't. Because I used to be guilty of that, just <laughs> yeah. freaking banging them together. Yeah. Just be soft. Yeah. Barely do it. And kind of maybe work up a little bit. But, mm-hmm. yeah. That's always. That was from the first one. That's, you know. Always start out lighter. Mm-hmm. Because he could be just right there. You don't know. If you yeah, can't see it. Yards you know, well, I think I actually used lighter. your tips before we even did the podcast, I think. Um last year and it was that first one of the only times i i rattled last year and i started light and before i could even get into the heavy within two two minutes we had that buck on top of us he was right there somewhere. he was right there yeah. somewhere you know? i mean and i've called in a lot of bucks without using rattling antlers just by using a simple i'll, I'll do a little doe bleat a mm-hmm. little tending grind give me one real quick a little doe bleat yeah and get a little doe bleat let me get this thing out of my face yeah <laughs> Is this when you suck? Man, it's been a while. No, you don't mm. suck, you blow. Well, <laughs> That's what you were doing wrong. That's the difference. Damn. Anthony sucks. Oh. See, you suck. <laughs> no sound. I wonder if you sucked in that thing the opposite way, if it would work. Hey, there we go. That's next level. There you go. Next level. That might even Sounds reduce different. condensation. Yeah. I never thought of that. Yeah, because you're sucking into it. It's and it's harder. quieter. It's more muffled. Yeah. It's got a different sound to it, though. You know, it does. If if you... Right? I've never heard a doe that sounds like that. Let me... 
I mean, Jesus, see, all kinds. It sounds of like you're strangling it. <laughs> yeah, I've never it's heard dying. one. <laughs> I wonder if this this little Primos can is like the hoochie mama of the but Elkwoods. If you you know, take all Primos calls. <laughs> if you just light like that, huh? That's man, that's all you got to do. Hmm. And then I'll tending grunt, which I don't know where my Larry Jones. Yeah, here's my old Larry Jones. He is uh, getting old. <laughs> yeah, me too. So, you know, hey, you're he's just like gonna... 80 now. Mm. Mm. That's it. That's it. And then I'll I'll drag this across there to make it sound like they're moving. Sometimes I'll boom, 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 you know, thump the ground three times or mm. four times or make a little bit of noise like you maybe pushed her or did something. And I try and keep it, you know, as the caller, I'm in the thicker stuff. And the other guy's just outside of that. Yeah. So you're focusing on those transition areas. I'm focusing on the transition areas. Because that's where you have the best visual. Yeah. Bottom line. I mean, <laughs> you get in that stuff, you can't see 10 feet. Right. I mean, you ain't drawing on him. Yeah. You're going to bust him. I've called him into the into the 60-yard stuff, um, rattling by myself, using a log kind of as a big blind, and I'd keep the right. antlers down low and stuff. And then, you know, I always I – always kept getting busted you know i i called in two bucks that was one of, the, one of the only times i ever called in multiple bucks on a on a stand that i saw and uh they're just coming in so weary oh yeah you know i mean and and they're all different that's the funny thing some will run in mm-hmm. and man i hate the ones that are running because usually they'll just keep running <laughs> like you can't see ya. they're gone <laughs> you can't do anything to stop them they yeah. just keep going a lot of times though there's bucks there that you don't even see. Yeah. Um, I was actually talking to somebody who said they were rattling in. They were trying to rattle some deer in this weekend. He said he rattled for a little while, got his stuff together, and then the buck spooked. Oh. I'm like, yep, been there before. That, <laughs> rule number one, when you make a calling sequence, mm-hmm. the last one you do, you sit there for a long time. How long and, are we talking? 30 to 40 minutes. Really? So you already get it with your partner, what you're doing or with yourself. Like, okay, we're going to sit here and do like three calling sequences. And after the third one, we'll sit for 30, 40 minutes and then we're done. Really? Because you want to make damn sure there's not one standing there. Because hmm. they mm-hmm. come in so quiet. Right. Mm-hmm. We've actually hunted areas that they have to try and make noise or where we, we try to increase the chance of us hearing them. Like Right. Uh, but it's hard for deer. It is hard. Boy, They're so quiet. Is. Sitting in that blind here recently, um, Shelby was on the left side of it, and there's a window over there. Obviously, it was closed, but I told her and it, that funnel I was telling you about just a minute ago. Right. There's a bunch of deer signing stuff over there, so you got to keep just peering out and looking at that sign. She goes, well, when I hear them, it's, no. If they're just cruising through, if they're not really moving, you're not going to hear them on that soft dirt. They're deer. Oh, no. They're, yeah. They'll cruise right by us. And we'll never know. Well, think about how quiet a bull could be when he's yeah. coming oh, in. Yeah. You're yeah. You're talking about a freaking deer. Yeah. yeah. They usually just kind of appear. Yeah. <laughs> and so I like to make sure when I'm done calling that I'll sit there for probably 15 to 20 minutes easy. And then if nothing has shown up, nothing has moved, then I like to slowly work my binos up and look over everything and make sure you don't see his little white face peeking through looking around because sometimes they'll stand in that thick stuff they're smart man right it, it, they're you're sitting here making noise sound like a deer but there ain't no deer yeah they're you ever use dumb. like a like a decoy or anything like that 
I have in the past used some Montana decoys. Really? I've had it work both ways. I've had it hang them. I've never had one walk up to one. Hmm. Like you'll see, like the 3D ones you see on yeah. TV, and they come and just destroy it or try yeah. and breed it. <laughs> right. well, I've never had one do that. Hmm. I've had it had them hang up and look at it like, what the heck? But most of them have spooked <laughs> because all of a sudden, because it's two-dimensional, yeah. I think. Like, they're walking, and then all of a sudden, here's this deer. Like, whoa, this zombie just popped out of the ground? Right. I, that's what I've noticed. I'm not saying other guys haven't had success. That's been my experience with it. So I typically don't use one. But let's talk about some other things you can use, okay. right? Let's, let's say... Let's say you scents are great. That's where I'm going. So let's say you know there's a buck working an area. Rubs. You know he's there. Maybe you've even seen him. Maybe you hunt a little piece and on the way to work, it's like, oh, that sucker's right there with the, these does. Mm -hmm. He probably ain't going nowhere for a couple days. There's two things you can do. There's a lot of guys that go out there, and you've seen them probably, and they put their cameras on it. They make their own rub mm -hmm. on, a, on a post, right? Mm -hmm. Well, all I've seen them doing is throwing deer pee around the bottom of it and rubbing this thing to make it look like a rub. That's not a great mock rub. You want a great mock rub? When your wife shoots that deer, you need to skin him down to the eyeballs right in front of the antlers and keep that piece of hide, put it in the freezer. Mm. I'm going to tell you why in a minute. You need to take those tarsal glands. I was thinking about that. Tarsal glands are super important. You know, like I said, I'll go back to just being on the ranch and, and guiding these guys. I'm cutting every tarsal gland off. I put mm. it in the freezer. Can you guys have some? No. Mine. <laughs> I cut them off. I smelled for it. I'm keeping them. But other guys that just want the antlers, I'll, I'll scalp that thing up to the eyeballs. Put it in the freezer also. So when I go make a mock rub, let's say we haven't hunted a piece, but we're going to go hunt it. We go through there, and we didn't see a deer, but we see all these rubs on giant trees. Mm -hmm. I'm going back to the truck, getting in that cooler. I'm going to come up there, and I'm going to go right next to it and make another one. And with gloves, wearing gloves, I'm going to take that scalp hair side mm -hmm. and rub the hell out of that tree mm. because they have an orbital gland. You know, you see these bucks that have different, Tops, some are yeah. dark, yeah. some, you know, the more mature they are, usually the darker it gets. That, that's just because they've rubbed it more, right? It's darkening it up, and they're putting that scent that's in that gland on that forehead. It's all over that hair. Rub it on there. You just mm -hmm. tricked them. Try not to, try to spray your boots, too, because you're walking up to this thing, right? Mm -hmm. I don't believe in just dousing myself with this stuff, but I'll spray my boots, mm -hmm. especially if I've been in a pickup. And then I'll walk up there, rubber glove, and I'll I'll just rub the hell out of that thing, and I never touch it with my bare hands. Interesting. The other thing I'll do is once I do that and I know that buck's there, I'll go find another place that's six, seven feet up in the air, and I tie on that tarsal gland. I'll pull a branch down, tie it on there, and let it go. And now that, that buck has a different scent, right? He don't belong there. He already knows he don't. Plus, he's rubbing my trees. Mm -hmm. I don't think so. That's going to bring that buck, but he's going to be looking. So now when you go back in and you use these tactics with the little doe bleat and the tending grunt and the noise, he's like, there, that son of a bitch is. And <laughs> I'm telling you, it will up your game. So you're kind of just, you're really creating this scenario, not just going in there, hitting and quitting. You're going to no. go in there and you find the right spot. Cause we've had plenty of these areas and I'm sure every blacktail hunter right. has. Sure. And, uh, you're creating this buildup. You know, how, how would you ever put a blind up and sit on that and wait? 
I have, or a tree stand? I have, I've done both, and I hate both. Because you get your scent in there or what? Well, yeah. The boring. longer you stay in, boring, <laughs> boring number one. Number two, cold as hell. Mm-hmm. The worst part is, is yeah, over time, you're putting your scent in there because you just keep going back and keep going back. I'll go in there and hunt one day and be like, oh, my God, look at this. I didn't realize this was in there because maybe I haven't been in there for a year. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I'm going to make the setup. I could go in there and it's like, well, nothing's been going on. So there's no reason for me to put a tarsal gland out. Mm -hmm. But I'll usually, if weather, you know, wind and everything permitting, I'll do that. And then the very next day I'm in there again. Hmm. And and I'm trying to get this deer to to commit to my rouge, if you will. Okay. Because that's what you're doing. You're trying to make him believe that all of a sudden somebody new moved in and they don't dig that crap. Yeah, they don't, especially if he's been holding down that fort, hmm. you know. Well, I've noticed that if you can get inside of a you know a buck or a bull or whatever you name it, you get inside their wheelhouse where they want to be. It doesn't really matter as long as you can imitate that com- competition. That's it. It'll work. That's it. So, but so I'm not using it with synthetic crap. I'm not going down to your local goody store and buying tink 69 and one deer one bottle and i'm not Mm. dogging that stuff i'm sure it works fine but why would i do that when i have access to the real thing right the real mccoy you know put it in a a ziploc you know seal it up in your vacuum sealer whatever it takes put it in the freezer it's going to be fresh the only one. <laughs> oh, 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 I'm a rookie. Oh. <laughs> I'm a rookie. Oh, oh my gosh. So now I'm really going to talk it's trash. Anthony, it's Anthony's turn now. Yeah, no, you better turn sure. your See, stuff I down. thought I turned mine on silent, but apparently yeah, well, I didn't. Some people think they do good things. They don't. <laughs> but, so that's the whole gig here is you're trying to imitate. You're trying to be a deer as much as you can. And I don't think, I don't think for years, these guys have done that. They go in there, they do what they've seen on TV, on YouTube, on Primos, right. on whatever. And I'm not saying it doesn't work, but I hear a lot of guys say, Hey man, you know, we're, we're, I've tried rattling a bunch of time. It don't do me no good. Oh, well so then yeah. add some flavor to it. My, uh, it I don't even know if it worked or not. <laughs> You know what I mean? With blacktails, they're not coming in. We Here talked about I this am. last time. They're not yeah. coming in bugling. They're not coming in. Well, how do you? How do you? What do you mean you don't know if it works or not? Because well, if now you, some bitch is laying there dead, and I just <laughs> no, put an arrow through. Like, guess what? It fucking works. He could so, come and go, and you wouldn't even know. Yeah, time. you can. <laughs> you can set up rattle for ten minutes, and if you're leaving five minutes later, a buck might have come your way. But you already abandoned your plan. Well, that's why I say, that's why I go back to saying, man, you need just to sit, sit there for 30, just, 40 minutes and yeah. make sure that it's been quiet long enough that probably not going to show up at mm-hmm. this point. Yeah, because, yeah. you know. I mean, like I said earlier, with the banging the horns together, I was guilty of that, too. I'd We'd rattle for 10, 15 minutes, do whatever, and leave five minutes later. Well, something could have wandered by, you know. Yeah. Right. I don't know. So, you know, let's go back to, noise. to terrain. So Anthony was talking about, basically, it sounds like you're, you've got your blind set up on a little bench. Mm-hmm. That's what it is, right? Yep. We all know deer like to be on benches. You know, they're going to they're gonna pick an easy route. I like to look for ones that, you know, it's steep up above, it's steep down below, and usually steep off a third side, but maybe kind of tapers down mm-hmm. into a draw on the other side. They're usually going to be coming up out of that taper. That's exactly where this one is. You know is. what I mean? So they're coming up, right? You see, yeah. I mean, they've been around a little bit. I ain't no spring chicken like some people. A lot of times they're coming from the top side. 
the top side, uh, but they're they yeah they are working down that. It's still steep behind that blind, but it's not above and below it are way steeper. Right. But it's so, just a little bench, and they're just working their way down. That's what you you want to find those setups. A lot of the stuff mm. that I hunt in in the high country, it's relatively flat, so you're dying to find a place with some terrain features and. Just like what you've got right there, those are perfect examples. They're going to use that little divot to come up or come through. They're going to use that terrain in a certain way, and you mm. just need to place yourself, you know, along it. I got a question for you, both of you guys. So, sitting in a blind, you both have done it, and I've never, never done that. Well, you're not missing out. Um, okay. I, I see most of these blacktails, in my opinion, the big ones that you're really getting, the guys that kill them in and, in, uh, in and out every year. There are a lot of times they're sitting over bait and they're getting those does to keep coming in there. Yep. What's your guys' take on that? I mean, if you want to do that, do it. I, yeah, you're right. Most of the guys that shoot good quality blacktails every year shoot are either in a tree stand over a bunch of friggin' apples right. or a blind or something. Man, that's the lame ass shit <laughs> to me. I mean, if you want to do it, I, I, I dude, I don't I think res- there's anything wrong with it. I just no. was curious what you guys, it's if you guys have had me. success with it, especially well, yeah. in the late season. Who, who couldn't have success with a whole yeah. bunch of apples out there? <laughs> so I started, I mean. Anthony guilty? Yeah. <laughs> well, so this is a. a it's not a, new, a bad thing. Where the blind is now is a new spot to me as of May. is the first, like, I've been in there, but it's the first time I've really scouted it and right. really done any research in there. Well, we got two big ass apple trees in the backyard. <laughs> yeah, and they are dropping apples like crazy. Like you can't eat enough of them to keep up with it. So yeah, I was throwing them out there in front of that camera. Okay, why is he not hunting over his I'm apple not, tree? I'm not even. Well, I don't know. Cause <laughs> he's I, I, I have seen two nice bucks in the backyard. Yeah. Okay, well, see, so smoke them right from the porch and save yourself the trip. <laughs> and have coffee. Be watching your Oprah. Nice. Just leave the yeah. back door open. As as, lean out. As soon as they went hard horn, they disappeared. But um, but here's the thing. For me, I I don't want to do it that way. Yeah. It's that's me. If you if if your success and you're cool with it and you love doing it that way, do it that way. You don't yeah. even need to call deer then. All you got to do is dump apples. The, yeah. As long as the does are coming to it, eventually he's going to show up. Right. And, That's, and it, man, I don't fault anybody for doing stuff the way they want to do it. Yeah. I, I really don't. But that's not how I'm going to do you it. You know, I've been thinking about doing it the last couple of years, but just the same reason I don't do it for elk. I'm not getting that full experience. I'm not getting the bugles. I'd rather I'm not find them. Naturally. Well, I ain't packing no apples in to kill no elk. Screw that. <laughs> Do they even eat apples? I, so, I don't know. I don't know. I know these deer know, tear yeah. those apples up. Yeah, but, sure. Well, yeah. You this know, it's weird. It's as pumpkins. I ha- what I have yeah, noticed I is uh, apple-scented things, they won't touch it. Really? Real apples? Yeah, those apples it ain't a real apple. Those apples don't make it a day mm. or two. But So so they won't touch, they won't touch apple-scented things? Nope. Same as so your, why do we think that synthetic deer pee works? <laughs> marketing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Marketing, Boom. yeah. Yeah. Let's think about it, guys. I mean, or seriously. Or they use you, the more aggressive whitetail as their marketing. Those of you that are listening to this podcast, really sit back and think about what we're talking about right now. Someone's going to hate you for this, but. I don't, you know. <laughs> someone. Uh, someone at some point has had success with it, and it could, it, you know, and that's going to be the end all factor. And that's great. And I'll tell you what, if you're going to hate me for that, go ahead and get in line because it's fucking huge. I got a bunch of other shit people hate me for. I'm yeah. not really worried if you're mad at me over deer pee or yeah. apple scented <laughs> products i don't, really don't care people um, get fired up about their deer piss well get, mm-hmm. ma- get all mad about it we'll all get mad anyways <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> I, mean, 
but you see where I'm going with it, yeah. though. That's why I the like real the, thing. The, the tarsal glands and the digital, you know, or the the orbital friggin' yeah. gland the on the front. You know, I saw a guy uh, hanging nut sacks in trees. Deer, yeah, I don't deer know deer why. Sacks. Because the nuts don't get no pee yeah. on them, no I thought that was a little off-putting. I'm like, you're just walking around in the woods, and there's a deer sack hanging down the tree. <laughs> yeah. And it, and it, make, it makes just, no sense. Uh, As yeah. in his cargo it, pocket? Yeah. What's going on well, there? Well, then, yeah, then, you know, then there goes the fact that guy had to carry that deer sack yeah. around with him all day. Well, yeah, and, and, but for what, though? Yeah. We all know the sense down between their legs. And if the guy really isn't sure, the next time you get a deer down, go ahead and stuff your nose up in his nuts Ooh. and see if you get any odor. It's not there. It's mm. it's down between their legs. The metatarsal gland. That's it. Yeah. I think so that's what they call it. It's pointless to do that. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a lot of weird juju out there and a lot of weird theories and stuff. There is. You never know. You know what? If you shot a deer one time over apples yeah. and he made Pope and Young, then... Yeah. You know what? That that brings me to a rabbit hole. Hanging your hat on outliers. You know what I'm saying? The, 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 it happened once, so maybe it's a secret or something like that. You know, how many times right. have we all had experiences like, I can't believe that worked. Well, how do you know that worked? You know, how do you know? Dumb luck. It could be dumb luck. It is dumb you know? luck. So it's it, just it's just weird. But having continued success each year, there's got to be something to that. I killed a I killed a black tailed deer one time in blue jeans and a t shirt, like maybe <laughs> ten times. Right yeah. when I didn't have all this stuff and do all this and go to the extra lengths, I had a rifle and I didn't need this camo crap. I yeah. drive around. Oh, there's one right there shooting from the truck. Yeah. I mean, you could do it, right? Does it make it? Sure, you, you could have a whim. You could, or maybe maybe there is some kind of secret to it. Yeah. I'm given what I know has worked, and and you can look at my track record. Mm-hmm. I don't. That's all I have to say. I'm not trying to bullshit. It's kind of like being in the military, right? Uh-huh. You got a DT DD two fourteen. All your records. You don't have to sit here and pretend you're a combat vet. It's right there, right? <laughs> I don't have to pretend that this works because it's right there and I'm talking about it on a podcast some of the secrets that's, that's made us right. successful. Well, that reminds Period. me, I want to say since this is getting recorded a few days after Veterans Day, thank you for your service. Oh, geez, you're welcome, I man. know. <laughs> that's sweet. And we have a full-fledged officer here now, too. I was Anthony. going to thank you the other day, but then you posted that picture. Your ugly mug. Yeah. 30 years ago, I'm just like... I was a I didn't recognize you. <laughs> 30 years ago, both of your you chicks were would be sitting you were right s- here. You were about as tan as <laughs> Anthony. Well, no kidding. They had me out in the damn <laughs> desert. Oh, well, gee whiz. I was about as red, too, right before that. It just tans later. That's yeah, funny. I was a good... I was a strapping young man. I'll tell you what. I'm not kidding. You guys wouldn't have wives. <laughs> but, you know, those Threw days... Me with a good time. That ship's uh, done. That out. Sailed. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! Well, yeah. So, and, and then Anthony's now a full fledged. You're becoming a cop now. Uh, what next week? Mm-hmm. Well, you're yeah. already a cop. Yeah. Well, so, uh, patrol. Yeah, so I'll be streets. out on the street. Went from corrections to patrol. Yeah. Old deputy dog. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm still so. waiting for the day you pull my ass over. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> well, so what? What's your? What, what are you going to mainly be doing? Just looking for crackheads. That's about yeah, what Roseburg is, isn't it? So yeah. yeah. So, um, and I don't know if you'll edit this out or not i don't really care but it will have a separate conversation i guess <laughs> yeah my first ride along was uh shooting this would be good for the are podcast. you kidding me yeah. it was a slow night i mean we made don't sound like it up until then like it's the fourth one know, we had. we'd uh <laughs> we'd ran into some guys that i knew from jail which we weren't 
we weren't called there. They just yelled at some people at a store. You should probably rephrase that. And I ran yeah. into some guys that I knew <laughs> from jail. Well, no, I, like I recognized them from working in the jail. Like these motherfuckers are and regulars, so, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. They and don't so, work at the jail. That's no. not what we're talking about. And right. so we're kind of running them and seeing if either one of them have a warrant or whatever, you know. And right. uh, and then yeah, it was a. We were about ten seconds out from where we were parked to where the road was, where this shooting happened, and it was possible shooting victim. Definitely a shooting. We get there. Me and him are first on scene. Well, normally you wouldn't make entry because with just one person, but it was me and him. And because I am trained and everything, we made entry into this home. And, yeah, it's not a possible shooting victim. The dude's lung shot sitting mm. there on the floor. So he's done. Was he bubbling out no, the no, chest? No, he lived. It, this, oh, he did. His lung was coming out of the back, Ooh. out of the exit wound. <laughs> so that was my first thought. We make entry. And I look, and I'm like, what do you mean possible? That dude shot his <laughs> shit. And uh, uh. we cleared the home. He wasn't in there. We ended up finding him under a different home. Like, So it was a one-lunger. Yeah. So Did he live? They, yeah, he lived. Oh. Man, you know, I mean, you got to shoot him through and through the armpits yeah. if you want to finish mm-hmm. it off. I mean, <laughs> I'm, just say- I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was but, this guy just a good regular guy, or was no, he a uh, – no. He was a bad guy. Yeah. Well, uh, but, career criminal. Yeah. So where does okay. where does the blacktails come into this? I don't <laughs> Black sheep? I don't know. I, uh, I guess. Well, I was just trying to say thank you, and then I start hearing more stories. Yeah. Well, well, you know, I don't want to get into mine. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yeah. So you don't that have was to thank me one. for my service, dude. You've got a lot of service to do for this community and this county, and um, you know, you're going to be putting it out there, and it's a big deal, and you're going to understand why I'm such an <laughs> because I did the, uh, you know, you, you're going to, you're going to be doing what I had to kind of do with your hands more tied. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which is total BS. Yep. I, I don't know how y'all do it. Um, to me, if you're a crackhead, you're the same thing as a Haji. Yeah. And if I had anything to say about <laughs> it, y'all ass would not be breathing our yeah. air no more. Do you see that? This tired is of way them. down the rabbit hole. Do you well, guys see that one state that passed that thing? If you shoot somebody and they're being uh, harmful and like dangerous, they're waving a gun around in public or trying to shoot people and then you shoot them yeah. and then they're mentally ill. You can go to jail because they were mentally ill. That's great. Yeah. yeah but did you hear about that? No, but crazy. that doesn't surprise I me. I don't think that was Oregon that actually did that, though. Maybe it was. That I don't know. You know. I mean, it's just, I don't know Ooh. why we're going here. but it's Glad I'm on silent. Oh, his phone's going off. Otherwise. Man, ain't nobody trying to talk to you. <laughs> he, he does it. He has, oh, I'm, uh, your dad, the only guy <laughs> that will still call Anthony is his dad. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean. See, well, professional. Professional. He called you because he's like, hey, son, congratulations for making your way back onto the podcast. <laughs> Did you get kicked off? I don't think so. Well, I was thinking I was never going to be invited back, actually. So, uh, Well, let's. Uh, well, we got hats now, so we're totally legit. Yeah, I didn't pick one out. They you wouldn't didn't. let me have the fairy blue one. They said it was too much for me. Too, what, what did it say? RuPaul? I, I don't know. Name? I have no idea. I didn't even know. I didn't even know how you knew about that guy. I've seen him. I still don't know who you're talking yeah. about. Listen, experience, dude. When you're 50, <laughs> you're going to know things. You're just going to know things. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to take your word for it. <laughs> you, you guys better start paying attention to what your women are into, or it's going to bite you in the rear end. You should see the stuff she watches on YouTube. I ain't getting into that. <laughs> guys do, with makeup and doing. You weird just stuff. have to pretend interested. 
so you can be like, oh yeah, that was the weird guy. We've that got was like on a ten minute YouTube section guy. here. We're gonna, have, you're gonna have to cut. <laughs> yeah. Why? So we're gonna. This is uh, real stuff. This we're is gonna, I'm gonna steer the ship. Okay. <laughs> All right. Segway. So, so what I take away from this is that <laughs> not this little last conversation is that you are calling to these black tails like you would be a silent elk. You're setting up in a spot you don't know where anything is. You're just hoping. Well, I have up. a pretty good idea there's probably something. There. Yeah, and that's from years past. But, right. But, you know, I mean, like, you don't know. You're, you haven't no. spotted anything. No. You haven't heard anything. You're calling, setting up, and waiting, essentially, is what I'm getting from right. So, Because I've never and had success. And you've got success. your shooter out, out in front of Just you. Just like elk hunt. Just like an elk. Well, not that far. Okay, because I don't know how you guys set up when you're calling the elk. Terrain, usually the terrain depends on the day. Yeah, <laughs> well, the terrain would dictate how far we the brush would mm-hmm. dictate how. Well, that. And like with elk, though, man, like, I might have a guy up. To, I can't even see him, and I don't care if I, I mean, can see him or when, not. Because when I know Shelby the shot her there. bull this year, you were only 60, or shot that bull sixty this year. yards. Could probably. you see her? Max. Well, when when I first, because I had to take off. So mm-hmm. when I first called, I was maybe twenty yards. Yeah, but could you see her when the bull came in? No. Uh, yeah, ish. Um, I no. Think if, I think if you'd have looked, I think. I found this really thick, tiny clump of trees, I, I and I just went apeshit in there, and I had that bull <laughs> fired up. I'm usually not more than, boy, I don't know, 30, 40 yards. No, oh, I was farther than I that. mean, I don't get that far. I yeah. want to be able to see, because I want to be able to read his mannerisms, too. Hmm. Like, if he gets off, here's the thing. I mean, not all of us are just stone, <laughs> keep it cool. Like me? Like me. Oh, <laughs> Definitely like me. Some people get all worked up like moldy over here. And the <laughs> minute that, him under the, the, bus. the minute that little doe comes through, he's all like, <laughs> and so you know when he's over there shaking, you know, oh, my God, like he's got hypothermia, something probably well, about I'll, to go I'll down. I'll tell you, I had that bull coming in at a full sprint. Anthony got scared and had to wave him off. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> you waved a bull off? No. I was uh, wondering if I was going to have to because at first <laughs> he wasn't like running by us. Why he was he was running straight at me and he like trees that are like this tall. You know how normally they'll kind of weave. He was literally running them over. Well, I, wait a minute. I thought Anthony. I take on Anthony, man. You just bring on the gorilla. I'll wrestle him to the ground. You just thousand pound animals. A little bitty bull. Scared a little bitty bull. Yeah, I wish you were there, man. That bull was smoking hot. Holy smoked. Yeah, he well, finally got worked up. And yeah, it took four he, days. He, yeah, it took four days. That yeah. was the fourth morning. He'd finally had enough of us. Here's a question for you, speaking about that, because we were on that bull for four days. How often do you get back on the same buck? Boy, if you booger him, you Yeah, mean, if you blow it. I've never. They go nocturnal on I, your ass. I, have, I personally haven't. I have, I have boogered one buck before. Um, during a rifle season with my kid, mm-hmm. um, he was behind the house before they logged all that. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, whoa, man, we screwed that up. And it was kind of like her first time really hunting. So it just didn't work out. And he caught us moot walking through there. We'd kind of let our guard down. But I did see that buck in the late bow season. Actually called him in, but he never gave me a shot. Mm-hmm. So he never really went too far. But he never saw what he was looking for. He never gave me the shot I needed. And that's the last time I ever saw him. I don't know what happened to him. You know, I mean, I don't, I would have shot that buck at that point in my career because he was nice. But at this point, I probably, well, I don't even hunt that country anymore. Yeah. But I would let him go. You know what I mean? Age, class, knowing what I know. 
I wouldn't have shot him now, but then I would have. Hmm. I mean, then I'd have shot any dang thing, fork and horn, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. I mean, I was just glad to have opportunities. Really. Interesting. I've so. always wondered, you know, like after, um, you know, to parallel that to a steelhead, like, you know, how many times does a fish get caught that goes up the river each year, like a steelhead or a salmon? I've caught them with hooks in their mouth, you know, oh, yeah. so I know they get caught more than once, but, but you know, is, would a, a blacktail get caught more than once? A fish is not a deer. No. You know, I mean, the intelligence level is totally <laughs> different. It, right. it is. I mean, so right. you got to think about that. And depending on how you bust him, it, it sets the course for the rest of his life. Yeah. If you bust him with rattling antlers and he came into that and then all of a sudden he sees old Anthony over here, oh man, here's mm-hmm. a deer. And he looks at that and he's like, oh, He's never, ever, ever again probably going to approach like that. Mm. They learn. They I hold mean, on to it. Yep. Well, yeah. I, I mean, mean, they have to, or they're dead, right? Well, think about these bucks that have adapted to crawling on their knees. Have you seen that? Mm-hmm. Where they go through the brush, their knees are just pads and green from moss and just – I've seen, I've seen deer. That. I've seen deer slow creep, you know. Oh, yeah. And they think you're not looking, they'll barely move. And it's, mm-hmm. you smart son of a gun. Like, yeah. I know I see you and I see what you're doing. Or as soon as you turn their head or turn your back, yeah, they're, where they're did you, gone. Where yep. did you learn to do that? Yep. And usually they're big four points. <laughs> yep. <laughs> they're too smart. They do all kinds of crazy stuff. I mean So uh weather snaps. Um you know, we've had some twenty six degree, twenty five degree days. Uh, what's weather do for you during the rep? I mean, I've dude, I've had some good days no matter what it was doing. Uh-huh. I, I used to think cold and clear you if you get it where it's frosty and clear it's like it's been it's great and and i still think it is but i've had great success in more open stuff like uh right on the edge of clear cuts or Mm -hmm. in clear cuts when it's ultra windy yeah you know they don't want to be in the timber so they go out into that opening (laughs) and here they are and they still want to rut we're talking probably 30 40 mile an hour winds though oh yeah it's it's not just a 10 mile an hour wind like big enough that one year one year i missed a friggin deer like three times because of the wind. oh really but he never heard nothing it Mm. was so windy he didn't even know i was shooting at him and so snow i love it if it's snowing especially if it's if it's snowed and it's fresh and it's kind of, you know, that quiet. The quiet snow, the powdery. Know, the quiet, powdery stuff. You've got good traction. Okay, well, they were here. Mm-hmm. It, it just started snowing this morning or whatever. They were just here. Mm-hmm. Um, that helps you get a little bit. You can cover some ground and, and, and shorten up the distance, and maybe it'll help when you go to call them. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really think. I mean, they got to live in it. Right. So I wouldn't worry about what the weather is. But it seems like I've seen probably g- really good rut activity on times when it's cold and clear. Hmm. We've had really you know. good days raining. Obviously, blacktail rain. You sure. Know? Yeah. And I think that's a little bit different for whitetail guys because they're always not. And I may be wrong here, but it seems like a lot of the whitetail guys are the the nicer, um, or maybe in the early season. But when they get rain, they don't they don't seem as active as our blacktail do. Uh, the Columbia whitetails don't want to really be out in it. Really? I don't know why. They just don't. You know, you'd think they'd be 
the same as a black they live in you'd it. think yeah but they're not they they'll they'll hold up when it's raining for yeah. whatever reason um yeah but the rain for the black tails well okay well the difference between a columbia white tail and a black tail is a lot of times these these white tails they kind of want to lay in some open stuff hmm. right down in the grassy stuff poison you oak. know poison oak or briar patches where it's relatively open they can see mm-hmm. right and then they hunker way down black tails are staying up in the timber so when you get rain and let's, there's still leaves and stuff. All that stuff's making noise. It's almost like it being a super windy day, hmm. right? It gets them up. It gets them moving. They can't hear stuff. They need to be able to see it. So yeah. they're going to get up. They're going to look. They're going to get the wind right, and they're going to go. Well, I'll tell you, in, in the, in, this is just my theory. You can tell me if I, I might have said this in the last podcast for blacktails, is when it's raining, you know, the deer rely obviously on their senses to stay alive. When it's raining, they lose hearing. They lose smell because all the flowers, plants, trees, they all start getting a little bit more pungent. You can just smell the rain. Mm, see, but but scent sticks better when it's wet. Yeah. Okay. So what's something that you see a dog or a, a, a dog's nose is always wet? Mm. When deer are rutting, they're constantly licking their nose. Yeah. If you look at deer that are in full rut, a lot of times they'll have little gray spots because they've li- literally licked the color. Hmm. off of their nose they've licked it that much it'll turn pink hmm. i wish i would have took some pictures of some of the bucks off the ranch this year because they were at that point where really oh, look at that pink spot he just licked it until it turned pink so they're constantly licking because that moisture helps scent molecules stick interesting so that's a good way to get busted too when it's wet out you're leaving all kinds of scent and it's staying hmm. you've heard the theory it's hard for a dog to pick up a cougar track when it's dry right have you ever heard that? I heard that the other day. Okay, so it's really hard for them because it's dry out. There's nothing. There's no moisture to hold the scent molecules. Interesting. Same thing. You think it would wash it? I mean, you think it would kind of be different because, especially for tracking blood and stuff. You know, I hate rain. Everybody hates rain for that. But right. I was listening to this thing the other day with this, but we're this houndsman. I'm yeah. Not, I'm not well, yeah. This houndsman's like, oh yeah, it's gonna be great. It's cold, clear. I'm like, what? Or no, uh, he said raining. I'm like, right. really? I'm like, that's. It's going to hold the scent. Know. It's going to hold the scent. That moisture is going to hold the scent yeah. more. Yeah, they found the deer. Yeah. You know? And it was wet. Yep. That's interesting. Is there any anything, because I, I know you brought. Um, I had you dig that out. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I basically. <laughs> We're talking about a diagram. We kind of went over kind it. Kind of. Um, I gotta, I'm going to get the video camera real quick. So we can, oh, God, we're going to get a video camera. Ugh. Blacktail Hunt 101. Okay, there you go. Okay, so let's see. Hold on here. Uh, yeah. Hold on. To that. <laughs> I'm just gonna do something really. This is gonna be kind of rough, but you guys will get the the drift, right? And then the top of lines will come like this. You missed your calling. You should have been an artist. I am. Am I not? Your animal artistry. Well, d- d- we also build custom leather pillows and stuff like that. That is so true. That is I, true. You know all the, the animals and critters that are on those things? Mm-hmm. Guess who draws them? You? You betcha. I'll be darned. See, I'm a professional almost. <laughs> I Actually, if I had any brains at all, I would have skipped the Marine Corps and went to Marvel. But I, <laughs> I, Seriously, I, I cartooned a lot in high school, but I just kind of... It, it didn't seem manly and tough enough, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so for the guys that are listening here, we got Wayne drawing some stuff on, on a board here. Um, and I, I'm recording it, so hopefully we can somehow get it out to you. I'm guessing that's a ridge. Okay. 
So what I'm trying to duplicate here okay. is just like topo lines that, oh, that you see. maybe would see on a map. So this is what you're going to look at, right? You mm -hmm. know, this is what you're going to kind of see. And and these deer, you know, maybe you have, maybe it's kind of flat. This is the top, yeah. we'll say, okay. And then this just goes down and who cares what's down here. But these lines, basically, if they're tight like this, you know, means it's steep, right? This would be steeper if the lines get tighter. Um, but this would be like your bench, right? Mm -hmm. So we were talking about how these deer want to be on these benches and use stuff. And, and oftentimes they'll traverse side hill from one of these places and they'll use this bench or they'll come up, you know, and cross this little saddle and go out one way or another. Mm -hmm. So this must be a, relatively similar to your setup right this would be like the steep rocky cliffy stuff this would be steep here and probably steep here and then it tapers off one yeah, direction and it, right and so say the road's way up here the main road yeah it's just a taper all the way through here okay and then eventually it does go to private property and then i don't know what's down there right. but yeah it's super steep and then rock bluff and then there's a spot you can get down which is still super steep right and then yeah it's flat and then super steep and thick again okay. so these deer are just i mean you can see it a lot of it looks like uh like elk trails in there because they're, they're just beating right. the crap out of it using in here the swale yeah right and what my cameras have shown me is a lot of times they come from this way right and then when they reappear like say evening they'll be coming just from the right side they're rarely coming down Right, they're going to be coming side hill onto it mm -hmm. nine times out of ten. That's so deer only use ground one way. They will run ridge tops, but they're running ridge tops kind of like they're running cutting lines. Right, mm. they're looking for scent. When they pick that scent up, boom, they're going to go down. Because if a doe's down here, right, she down here with her little ears and doing her little doe <laughs> thing, and her scent's going up, and he's up here. And he's walking down this thing. When he hits that scent from it blowing up, he's just going to take that scent channel the wind channels are going to be doing like this and that's areas. what they do this is exactly what they do you want to know why it's all switchy and stuff in the mountains because that's how the wind blows and then it's bouncing off of every little crease and crevice so it may be going like this and then all of a sudden it just blows back this direction but he's cruising, cutting lines, looking for which one she's on. And once he finds it, he's going to go up that wind channel till he finds the doe. Mm. That's what they're doing. Okay. It's pretty simple. It's pretty easy to figure out. If you don't believe me, watch them enough times, you'll understand what I'm talking about. So like Anthony said, they're going to come side hill, either from this side, this side, it doesn't matter. They're coming from some way and they're going to use this bench. They're all going to cross over these little saddles. What I generally like to do is if it's brushy enough, I want to be set up. Let's say, you know, I know like Anthony's talking, they're coming from here and they're coming down and then they're going to go through here. I want to be set up here so I can see that. And I want my shooter here because this, the reason they're doing this is because you've got wind coming up like this, right? They're walking in. Or you've got wind coming in from their back. Let me rephrase what they're walking in where they can see and the wind's coming from their back, right? Generally. Every morning I've been in there, the wind is, yeah, exactly what you're saying. Right. They, they typically come from above the blind. And right. yeah, the wind's usually blowing. Right. With so them. That's, that's the way they want to travel because they can't see behind them, but they can see in front of them. So, you know, if, if I'm here and I'm calling him and he's coming down, I'm going to see him before my shooter does. So I should be able to give him a heads up. Hey, something's coming. Hmm. 
and that thing's going to come, and he's going to do just like what he wants to do. If he doesn't see me from here, he's more than likely going to come down here and try and get up underneath me and win me. Now, so what I'm hoping for is that my partner has seen him do that. And now he can give me a heads up and I'm going to actually spin around quiet as I can and hopefully shoot this sucker somewhere in here before he gets here because the wind's going to screw me. Hmm. But you see how I'm setting it up? The wind's going to be coming a certain way. All you got to do is get your shooter out of that wind channel and you get below it because you know the deer are coming this way or you assume they're going to. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So you can give him a heads up. Heads up is, dude, it makes all the difference in the world. It's the difference between, hey, I know something's coming or, oh, my God, there's a deer right there. And now you got to move. If he knows something's coming, he can be adjusted. He can be at full draw. He may have to let down. It just depends on what the deer is doing, if it's mm. taking its time or not. But more than likely, you know, if I got the orange, that means get ready. Here he comes, and he's going to come broadside. I'm going to try and stop him, you know, grunt, whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be looking at me, and he's going to get laced. Hmm. Win, that makes win. sense. That makes sense. Now it's my turn. <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? So you're trying to screw them over that way. And you always got to know they're going to be, they're going to have the wind, whatever direction they're going, that wind's going to be at their back generally, you know, if they're coming through stuff like this. You know, obviously, if he's checking wind channels, he ain't paying attention to no wind. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? But let's say you're up here calling and this deer's running along this cutting line and he hears you, you're already at a disadvantage. You're already screwed because he's just going to keep on coming. You may never even see him. You may have seen him over here messing right on the edge of the clear cut, but he hears you. He's not going to come up here. He already knows the wind's blowing down. He's going to come right up underneath you. Hmm. you. Whatever you do, you have to make sure that you have wind in your face because it's not going to be in theirs. It's usually going to be at their rear. Really? Okay. You know. Well, that always makes sense. I mean, if hunting with the wind in your face. Right. But there's, a, there's more of a of a uh, science to why on their end. Yes, there's definitely more of a science. The other thing I'll say too is let's say they're out in the open and they're coming into timber. You've you've watched elk do this. Generally in the morning, the wind's pushing downhill. Right. Elk can't see, deer can't see in that thick-ass timber. So guess where they're doing now? They're going uphill into the wind. Mm -hmm. So you need to kind of make sure that you're in a good spot no matter what you know, and, and you're below wherever they're going to be. If that wind's coming down, obviously as the thermals rise, the wind switches and blah, 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 blah. The other problem with this is sometimes on some of these, you can get some switchy, screwy wind and on the benches, on the benches. My suggestion is if it's switchy and screwy that day, don't hunt it, go somewhere else, Hmm. have more than one setup picked out. Yeah. But these, these kind of things are great. Also, if, you know, saddles, anywhere where it dips in like that, any kind of terrain feature where you have a spot where deer can basically feel like they're covered, it's a great place to set up. You know, maybe you've got a collar down here low, but this guy has better wind, so he's going to sit up a little bit higher on this ridge and maybe have an elevated shot down at the deer. It just depends. You're going to, I can't tell you what it looks like unless I'm standing there. Mm-hmm. I can just tell you what we look for. 
um, and places we've been. Transition areas, we'll go over that real quick. Um, so what I'm talking about when I say a transition area. Yeah, just rip that freaking thing off there. Well, I don't want to rip it off the wall. There when I go. talk about a transition area. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so this is all timber, right? All this bull stuff is timber. It's going to. Those are duck furs. We'll, we'll say that, yeah. <laughs> these are duck furs and viney maples, and that's about what it looks like. And this is about how much of your deer you're going to see. Anyway, anyways, <laughs> um, so then it'll open up usually into a little bit bigger stuff. It'll be a little less dense. Okay. And then down here is feeding area. Open. Okay. It's, it's more open. So a lot of times it's units or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So these deer are going to feed in here. Let's say they're feeding in here in the dark. They're going to head back up to bed down. You want to be hunting them or... I want to be hunting them right along this. Okay. If, if you can get in there, hunt them in this open stuff, be down in here, but you're more likely to get busted because you don't have the freedom of movement. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. it, when, as when you're concealed. So if I know they're bedding up in here, let's say there's a little bench here and I know they bed up right there. Right. And I know I got the wind going uphill, and it's going to switch. So I can get in there now because it's going uphill in the afternoon. So I'm going to slide up in there. Um, what I want to do is I want to position my shooter guy. I'm going to try and <clears> – <throat> when the wind starts blowing downhill, they're going to want to get below the guy that's calling because they're probably not going to see you, right? So I'm going to want to position here. The wind's going to be coming like this right mm -hmm. he's probably not going to come directly to you he's going to meander around if he can't see you because it's so thick his what he's going to do is he's going to come and try and come down like this most this is what most of them do that i've noticed is they'll come well down below you and try and catch that wind i want my shooter somewhere here i want him to be able to see me but i want to try and pull that deer in between us so mm -hmm. he's got that shot somewhere in here okay doesn't always work right but that's my goal right you know what i mean and so sometimes sometimes they come clear around here boom busted yeah. you see what i mean sometimes they come right up here and you don't even hear them and they come around like this and then all of a sudden your buddy's like oh my god and too late <laughs> boom underneath you busted gone yeah you know it just but the goal is to try and Fool them enough to get them to swing around. Deer like to J-hook people. Have you ever noticed yeah. that? When they get out of sight or something, they want to turn Same left like or right. Same thing like a big bull. You know, right. it seems, seems like they're always trying to hook yeah. around you. So that's what your goal is, is to get them to hook around you to come and get the wind, and your buddy's laying in wait right there. Hmm. But you still want that visual so you can give him a heads up if you see him or if he sees something that you don't see. Interesting. I see so, a lot of stark contrast as to elk hunting here mm -hmm. you know it's just like man that's... it's similar i mean it may not work for everybody if it doesn't work for you go ahead like i said get in line get mad at me i don't really yeah. care this has been some of the stuff that's really helped us out and getting off the banging clang and rattling and going to you know a little bit lighter tactics and actually using real scent yeah I mean, I think the real scent thing would be one of the bigger. Don't need to draw anything else. Does that help? <laughs> if you look at it, it's it's a bald eagle going down into a lake grabbing a trout. <laughs> what? 
but no, I, that 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 makes a lot of sense, and and you know, it just seems like finding the area would be the biggest challenge. You finding the the absolutely the bench with the spot and the transition area, and, and finding that. Um, you well, know. I think I think the biggest thing is, is that first off, you got to know where your a deer population is. Yeah, where you feel confident. Okay. There's plenty of deer in a given area that I can have that, right? Mm -hmm. So if you know it's loaded with deer, you need to be looking at a topo map. If you don't know how to read a topo map, figure <laughs> it out. Yeah. It's huge. Everybody, I mean, God, it's a moron should be able to read these things. Well, now, with the Onyx maps and everything, there's really no there's, excuse yeah, not to know really, the area. There really isn't. Right. I obviously was trained how to read topo maps, right, in the military. But it, it, I, it, the first time I was ever handed one, I was like, oh, I totally, I can look at that. Yeah. Like, oh, we're right here. Yeah. You know, so it, it's really pretty easy with that or Onyx or whatever. Mm -hmm. You're going to already have those spots that are possibilities. The next trick is to get in there and know the wind and how it works and what conditions and actually put a visual on it. These are things that I like to do when I'm not hunting. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't want to. Oh, my God, I'm going to go into this spot that I've never been into. Mm -hmm. That's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> right, and that's what I used to do. But, you right. know, more often than not, you're going in there blind, and you don't know where you need to be set up or what's going to work. And or a lot of times there. you screw it up and be like, God, you know, if I had a set up over there. Yeah. So if I go and do this, I generally like to do it right after season ends. Like, I can't do anything, but I may as well go in there and look because no harm, no foul. they got a year to get over me being in there. Right. But it's also the freshest stuff, man. You, you're you right there on top. It's season just ended yesterday. Now I can go in there and molest it, and so what? Right. Right? And so you've seen what they've been doing all this last month. And so next year I'm going to set up here, and I'm going to set up there, man. Sometimes I even stick a little piece of flagging tape. This is where I want to, you know. Yeah. And just set myself up for the next year. And this is on new spots. If I've hunted the place, obviously, several times, you hmm. know. Now, for guys that are wondering if they're having good success, what would you consider a good success rate for? And I know we at, we went over that in the last podcast, but what would you consider a good success rate for actually having a buck come in? Uh, you know, it just depends on how many setups you do a day. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously we're working with less light, so you don't have as much time. But if you're doing it right and you're in a place where there's plenty of bucks, I honestly think that you should be able to at least call in one deer a day. Really? You should be able to do it. I went out with uh, a state trooper. Well, he was a he's a, he's still he's still a state trooper, but at the time he was a game cop and uh, he asked if I'd go deer hunting with him and I said, "Sure. Let's do it." And so I took him to a place where I knew there was pretty good deer population and we saw fair movement. We rattled real light at one spot, nothing. We went along a cutting line, which I've had success sometimes, sometimes not. Mm -hmm. We did a little bit of call on a couple sequences, nothing. And we were going along, and it, there was quite a bit of snow on the ground. I said, you know, I want to try this spot that, you know, there's a lot of deer tracks in here. Let's just go. So we walked around in the snow a little bit. Never been in it. Mm -hmm. And I looked at a spot, and I said, you set up right here. I'm going to get back in here. And we're going to try it. And you cannot freaking move because you're going to get nailed. So you just got to keep your stuff together. Only move when he can't see you mm -hmm. or move when he's moving type thing, right? I barely got the tending grunt. I did exactly what I, I did earlier. 
little short doe bleat, tending grunt, drug the antlers across the top. Mm-hmm. It wasn't seconds. I see his, I just see him move mm-hmm. a certain way. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, something's going down. And then I hear the deer blow. Mm. And I'm like, fuck. And it's a buck. It ain't a doe because he didn't just keep on blowing. And, the, you know, they sound different anyway. I'm like, oh, fuck, no way. Hmm. So, anyways, it didn't work out. He comes back. He's like, that's the biggest damn blacktail I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. And how did you do that? And uh-huh. I was like, total gut instinct. I just had an idea that this looks like there's got to be one in here close. Whether he's going to hear me or not, I don't know, but I'm going to try it. And mm-hmm. it worked. So, in that day, we set up three different times, had one come in. Hmm. You know, I so mean. If we so, have one come in, it's a best day ever, you know, for well, us. I mean. Yeah. I, that's because, again, think about how you've been doing it. It's yeah. always been rattling. Right. You're relying on those about antlers. 100% literally rattling. You're relying on somebody to be like, oh, Anthony over here, always looking for a fight, always looking <laughs> to get into some shit. You know what I mean? Probably because he ain't had his ass kicked enough times. But these deer, it's different, right? Yeah. So that's why I'm trying to tell, man, think outside the box. Try it a little different and try and sound more natural. We're, they're blacktails. They're not as a- aggressive. Don't rattle the horns every time, mm-hmm. especially right now, especially now, because I think they're past that. I think they're moving on to looking for those does that are ready. Mm-hmm. And if you can use all the tricks in your hat, including the scents and the mock scrape or uh, not rubs and setting up where you need to be, Along with the vocalizations, dude, you up your odds. You up your game. Hmm. Think about it. You, you've went from one method to having five five different ways to screwing. Yeah. Plus, if you're using a partner and you're doing like we just showed, now you've even given yourself another advantage, right? Because once he's tagged out, it's your turn. Or whoever flips the coin. I don't know how y'all do it. I mean, well, we just imagine going argue. into the woods and using for elk and using raking as your only tool that's it yeah that's that's a perfect example yeah i got one single one trick. single single plate ivory freaking primo cell call and that's all i got yeah and i can't snap pop do nothing else i just yeah yeah <laughs> well okay good luck you're limited you're gonna have to find that one special bowl and and we have we have cheated ourselves all these years to smack and rattling bags yeah. or whatever else sitting out there you know, this That's thing like don't even duck. it don't even work half the time the way it's supposed to work. That's yeah. why I blow through it, right? And n- not being versatile in our grunt tubes. I mean, it doesn't really matter. But you know, I showed this last time. Yeah, you did. Clips on the lapel, and you. I want to get the picture of that this. You time, know, though. I mean, this is. Did you not get a picture of this? I don't think I. If I did, I didn't post. What it. was this called? I can't remember because the bow grunter. Yeah, this is the bow. Gr- you ain't got one of these. Nope. You know why you ain't got one of these? <laughs> you can get it on Amazon. No, because you're too young. You don't know about shit like this. All right, let's this see This is it. old man stuff. Bust that so, out real quick. You know, you can have this thing hooked up on. It's got two little pins, you know, so you can hook it up on your gear. Okay. You have that thing clear up here, and you, you actually inhale through the tube. Really? You don't blow through it. You inhale. You're pulling on it. Oh, okay. So... And it's hooked up on your gear, leaves you hands free, you know. <laughs> I mean, look, uh, look how natural I look using that. Yeah. 
It's awkward. You're jealous. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. I'm going to have to show you uh, or have you show Kim that. This. <laughs> dude, do you, you want to get married next year? <laughs> I whipped that out. It's over, dude. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of editing. Oh, oh, my God. That was just like maybe way across the line. I mean, fuck a toe going. That's the whole body. Uh, I don't know whether you really need one of these snort wheezes. I'm going to work really hard on perfecting what I heard. If I can do it, I'm going to I'm going to start using it. But again, I think you're more successful using it early. Huh. Whether it's rifle season or you know that very first weekend you you're able to bow hunt either mm. in the coast or cascade range. Really? I don't think that they're I think once they get into where where I like to hunt them in that later stage of the rut where they're standing with the does, I don't think the snorweez is going to do it. It's not going to do you no good. Okay. I just don't think it it is. Hmm. So, and maybe I'm wrong. I, I don't know. Well, it, you know, it's never it's always worth trying if you if nothing else is working. Why not? I mean, yeah. we all get stuck in these ruts, and that's why that's I it. love seeing new things. And uh, I'm going to go out and buy one of those cans tomorrow. My dad, my dad and I were going to go out tonight, and then. Um, and I was like, no, we got a podcast, but tomorrow we could definitely try and go out for at least an evening hunt. And, uh, I don't know if I'll bring a rack. I'll probably just bring, you know, the, the doe bleat and a grunt and just see what it does. Yeah. And just bring, bring one antler. That's yeah. all you need. You know, that, that'll that keep way me you from, can that'll keep me from using ground. them. It'll keep me from, uh, it'll keep you from rattling, smacking them together. But you can, you can, you can tear up some trees. Yeah. With these, you can drag them across like he's walking through tight stuff to yeah. come, you know, I mean. That that's all part of the rouge. It, it it all is. If you use all these, I know it will work. Hmm. I know for a fact it will work. Whether you can get it to work or not, don't know. Yeah, you know it, it's a patience game too. You got to be willing you, to fail. Well, yeah, and and you guys are what you're. You guys aren't thirty yet. You're not twenty nine. Yeah, so God. dude, huge difference. Honestly, not poking fun because I was there. Mm-hmm. Huge difference between being 29 years old and being 47 years old. I didn't even start really getting it till I was probably like 35. Whatever. I still I had a black beard. You remember that? <laughs> I still had black in this. It wasn't gray. So, and it finally kind of dawned on me, like, whoa, you know, if I do that, that worked, yeah. and that was totally different than anything I'd ever done, and it was more like what a deer should do. And then I just kept doing it. And guess what? Nobody else was. How'd you stumble into that? Yeah. I just, you know, I got to thinking about it. We're sitting here sounding so much like a real elk trying to imitate elk coming in. It always go, always goes back to elk, and I hate that because I'm like the world's <laughs> worst elk hunter. Although I did kill a bull this year, did you? Yeah. Hey, raise your hand if you kill the bull. <laughs> That's almost not fair. I got a total of about seven hours to hunt for myself. Hey, and that's I all did. I needed. I needed two. I did almost I make it happen. I two hours. <laughs> yeah. Blind squirrel. That's weird. Huh. Tyler, uh, you know, I'm not even going to tell you I'm how I'm just going to shove a knife, me, and then I'm going to twist it a little bit. And <laughs> so we killed a bull. Anthony, you didn't? Yeah, never mind. Yeah. Uh, a few hours, almost killed so him with my recurve. Dirty tread. Oh, Wheel. whatever. Wheel almost. Bows. Almost. Here we go. We're talking about hand grenades here? Yeah. And horseshoes, <laughs> evidently. I but talk yeah. crap, but my buck was killed with a compound. So, but think about <laughs> it. We we've been using bugles, and people been busting stuff up and raking, raking trees, trees yep. and doing all kinds of stuff. And how come we just been flipping the can over, burp, burp, 
and beating these rattle bags to death. Plastic that's not real mm-hmm. and it's not working. Right. And why are we rattling when that phase of the rut's already passed? Why are we still doing it? I mean, it's not understanding. It, it that's just it. You know and why? I'm just as because guilty as anyone you else. Plug it, you plug You go to YouTube. You go to Primos videos. I, I'm not dogging it. You guys hate on me when I say this, but it's the reality. And you watch that shit till you're blue in the face. And guess right. what? You're not doing. You're not getting out in the woods and and getting around this wildlife and seeing what's really going. Getting on. your own. You're not getting your own. Yeah. I mean, these guys aren't on here telling you how to do it. They're showing you what they did. Right. Well, so, and and to be fair know, too, we're also talking about a subspecies of deer that lives. In a small area compared to whitetail and elk. And Absolutely. those other animals are priorities because right. more people can hunt them. Right. I, I'll tell you what. I don't hear a lot of people talk about calling in mule deer, but I know it's <laughs> got to be possible. I know. I've done you it know, with a predator call. There you go. Just wailing on that thing. And we called in eight does from literally probably 800 to 1,000 yards. They came running all the way up to 100. Just, so there's ways to call in mule deer. I, I you know, still can't explain it. I mean, I don't know what. But they're unfortunately, to. we don't get a rut mule deer hunt that we can hunt. So mm-hmm. I mean, there are a couple. I'm going. A couple. I'll just bring you in my pocket. I'm going to Idaho. I'll just bring you in my pocket. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. So you gonna have you go over here and <laughs> I'll you haul your ass over there if you call. You, you call <laughs> over here. Don't worry about those big things like that that you see. That that's not a wolf. <laughs> not, not you did you, you we actually there. heard wolves when we went over there you I did yeah we heard and one and it was the second morning and then uh we killed a killed a buck i think the second or third day and then we went back in there and we're like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna smoke a wolf if i see one in here and we never Heck did yeah we never did well wow. but we definitely heard it was like a way too big for a coyote i mean way too deep and it was you could hear that thing i guarantee you, he had to be a mile away but you could still hear it it is crazy. Never heard anything like that in my life. Yeah, I've never heard one. Yeah, I mean, on TV, it was like it, was, well, yeah, it wasn't like a typical. Ooh, it was it was different, but it wasn't right. a co- sure as hell wasn't. Ryan a kind of, has video of them in the eagle caps this year. Really, they, they spotted them some wolves in the eagle caps, and yeah, he has video of them going going off, and it starts really low and like slow kind mm-hmm. of, and then it builds up really like full on hell. Like you know, coyote will just start like yipping, yep. Yep. These things just start like, yeah. and then it builds up. Interesting. So, I wasn't there, but I wouldn't just it be the video. awesome just to like straight shoot one right through the lungs in mid howl and just deflate his? <laughs> get ass. it on video and everything. Yeah, about nine. Ten. Well, if you yeah. get them lined up like that, but I'm gonna be happy with one. Well, I'm doing it I with mean, a bow. So gotta start. Well, whatever. I'm doing it with whatever. <laughs> Freaking hand grenade. I don't care. Yeah. They open it up. It's on, baby. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I think here soon I mean, we're gonna be able to use cougars or uh, dogs for cougars here soon. Well, I, I would love happen. to see it. It needs to happen. Oh. We need to get that back. It needs I to mean, happen about 1994 when they made it illegal. Listen, here, here's the <laughs> other thing. You know how many how many guys that are listening to your podcast? Mm-hmm. It all comes down to politics, right? Mm-hmm. It, it really does. And as hunters, we even have a divide there. You, oh, yeah. you have Democrats, you have Republicans, you have Libertarians, you have people that don't believe in either one, right? Which I feel like I kind of sometimes it's like, God, we've been this Absolutely. long and we still only got two do we get to pick from. <laughs> so right. I get that, right? right? But in Oregon, I'm just going to stick to Oregon because what I know best at this point, 25 years that I've lived here since I've been out of the military and lived here, in 25 years, it's always been under Democratic control. 
Okay. I'm not picking on this side. I'm just saying it has, right? Oregon. Oregon. Yeah. Right? Oh, that's not even – I don't even think we were alive when we had a Republican. Nope. Okay. I don't think so. Okay. It was a long so, time so ago. So it's been – let's just say it's been 30 years. Probably under, pretty close. Yeah. I think it was like okay. in the 70s when we had a Republican governor. This state, and I may be wrong on that. And Shit, this that's state – years, 60 years. This state <laughs> is failing in every aspect. Forget wildlife. Yeah. It, we're broke. You know, timber timber industry's gone. Right. Our wildlife is depleted. Uh, man, our highways ain't even. I mean, God, drive up the I five. You know, you get past Eugene, you're driving in ruts. It's just horrible. Yeah. Um, why can't we try something different? I'm not saying that voting Republican is going to work and be the 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 cure all. Right. But it sure shit ain't going to help to keep on voting, to, you know, Kate Brown into off. It doesn't do any good. Right. We, we get the same thing we've gotten. Let's try something different. Yeah, probably going to fail us. But it's at least we can say, hey, you know what? I have voted strictly this way, and it's always been this way, so I'm going to try something else. And, you mm-hmm. know, whatever the reasoning, we've got to change things up. Something's got to get I'll done. I'll tell you, or it's, Idaho you know, was the shit when we went over there. You can drive eighty miles an hour. Oh yeah. Beautiful country. Great yep. roads. Even the even all the all the off roads are nice. Great. Yep. They yeah. Are. Yep. And I one went. guy's like, Oh don't go down that road. It's real nice. I'm like, dude, that's not even half as bad as an Oregon yeah, Eastern Oregon road. Mm-hmm. I drove it's crazy. I drove my wife we went over there for our honeymoon. We went to that pack goat Randy and I, uh, yeah, I was yeah, telling yeah. you about uh-huh. Man, I was driving her car on stuff where you wouldn't do that in Oregon because it's done. It's a rav. You'd bury yeah. it. It'd be gone. Yeah, you'd never get it back. <laughs> so, and it, you know, it probably doesn't have anything to do Democrat or Republican. I'm just saying for a fact, this has been what Oregon is, and they are failing us. Right. The Democrats that are holding office in Oregon are failing the state and they're failing all the people here. I don't care if anybody likes that statement or not. It's cold, hard fact. I don't think you can argue with it. it. You can't. You can't. So at what point do we try something different? Yeah. You know, and yeah, I hope the dogs come back. I just don't. I just don't know if it's going to happen. I really don't. Well, I wish it would, but I don't think it's going to. I think I think we stand a better chance of baiting, at least for like black bears. Mm, yeah, I don't see that. That's not either. a hot button. Bears aren't killing people, and even yeah. though I think that I think the platform yeah. that we're running on for, I think our problem is just as much as bears. It is the cougar. Yeah. Well, I think the platform yeah. that we're running on to make cougar hunting legal again is retarded, but it's actually gaining traction. It's because they're killing people, and that's why we're going to try and make it legal. That's well, the, the stupidest shit. Well, they've, they've I've ever heard. Okay, they've got one person, and it yeah. was a, one in Washington, and one did, in Oregon, right? And the, the one—it's all a joke, right? So, so they, they this lady gets whacked walking on a trailhead right small gal whatever they mm-hmm. they tree the first cat they see two weeks some odd later yeah and it's a 60 pound female yep that's the one that done it you don't know shit you don't know if it is or not you just oh, you're making everybody out there feel good hey we got the yeah. culprit mm-hmm. no you didn't so here in douglas county the last three years they've been removing 100 cats on the east side of i-5 every year 100 cats mm-hmm. okay that's what they're it, with dogs through ODF and W, right? They've been removing them. Guess what? It hasn't done anything. Hmm. ODF and W is still answering depredation calls once a week in Douglas County. Really? So, okay. In the past three years, you've taken three hundred cats in one county on in one given area, and it's done nothing. Yeah, basically half a county. Uh, why don't we bring the dogs back, set a quota, 
let's just say, okay, this county mm-hmm. has 400 cats. We don't care where you take them from, but you can take 400 when the quota's met. Well, we're they shutting have, it off. They have quotas now, but they're just never met because. No. Well, right. Good luck. Okay, so th- but <laughs> let's. So we're going to do it with dogs, right? And, and we're going to meet those met. quotas, and then we take a look at it. Yeah. What did it do? Did it help? Did it not do anything? Did it, whoa, God, there's no cats left. It's, you know it's not going to be that. I, I, I but, you know. I don't see how they don't see it won't work. Because, like, where we had mule deer tags this year, mm-hmm. they managed that. Cat numbers stay where they want them to stay, and they take tags and keep the tags where they want them to take. Right. I was there a day and a half and saw 60, 70 deer. Go anywhere around this county and do that. Yeah, unless and you're on private, bucks. yeah, unless you're on private land, you're not gonna. Right. And how do they not see? Okay, we manage all this stuff and mm-hmm. it's working great. But let's not do that for the rest of the state. Screw that. Yeah, yeah. that doesn't it, make sense. It's dumb. And and the, I just don't get and it. And they talk about the department being broke, man. You want to talk about generating some revenue? Every hunter would well, be okay with it and put money. Here's in. why, right? So the houndsman. It's it's a, it's a win win for the houndsman. We well, yeah, right? are making probably. They're going to make fish. money. Oh, you want? Hey, mm-hmm. Anthony, you want to come fill your cougar tag? First off, forget a fourteen dollar cougar tag. Up the price of it. Now it's fifty bucks to get a cougar tag. Why is it fifty bucks? Because you can go pay this guy two hundred and he's going to put you on a cat. Hmm. Everybody wins. Me too. I would do that. I'll tell you why everybody wins. They've just generated more money. ODF and W selling tags for a higher cost. Houndsman need to have a permit of some kind too, right? Mm-hmm. They need to do that. So, And houndsmen are probably saying, screw you. But think about it. If you could run your dogs and legally kill cats, wouldn't, would you be okay with okay, you're gonna get, you're gonna make the same amount and you're gonna get charged, you're gonna charge the hunter now too. Right. A guide so fee. Now he's got, now he's got it, right? Taxidermist. Holy crap, look at the cats I got coming in. Because yeah. guy's gonna want to mount that cat. A good right? cat taxidermist is hard to find, I will say that too. Taxes from the houndsman, from the taxidermist. Mm-hmm. I have a license. I ain't thinking about closing up shop now. Now I'm thinking about staying open because I'm making money off of cats, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever you want, all that money goes back to the state. Mm-hmm. These guys are cutting their own throat. They're screwing us, but they're screwing themselves too. They're yeah. stupid. They're not even using their head. I like that idea. The only thing I would change is maybe keep the tags the same and then have a permit to hunt with hounds, like as a hunter. So you're you're keeping the tag costs the same, but also having buying an extra thing to be able to use a hound. Like, so still have a fourteen dollar cougar. Yeah, tag. and then buy another permit called maybe a hound permit, and then add that on top of the fee. So it's two separate purchases. So if I don't want to buy go hunting with a hound, I can do that. Technically, sure. Yeah. Either yeah, either way, I I still think fourteen bucks is too cheap. It's cheap. Well, bears I sixteen mean, bucks even for an out of stater, and that's after yeah, it's that, gone up. That's right, and that that's another thing that really chaps my ass. Why isn't a non-resident paying the same as me? Too many bears, but we have. Too I many don't cougars. care. <laughs> it's still so what yeah. you know you're coming into my state if if i go somewhere else and bear hunt do i pay the same as a, as a oh, resident no. No. no so why are we doing it I don't it's know. stupidity <laughs> it really is yeah well, when i no found sense. that out i was like oh my god we're so cheap it doesn't have to be a <laughs> substantial that. amount for that make yeah. it twice Okay, so it's sixteen bucks for us. It's thirty-two bucks for a non-resident man. Right. I know everybody's gonna come over here is gonna spend thirty-two dollars if they think they might shoot a bear. Right. I'm gonna buy one for thirty-two bucks. I guarantee you, if you I know? if I came to Oregon as a non-resident, I'd buy, but I'd buy one. I don't, well, I don't yeah. know why you wouldn't? Why wouldn't you? Yeah. So I mean, we have the answers to some of the problems, but it's getting them to listen to us and Approve put it, it into play. Yeah. And it's not gonna happen. And it goes back to liberalism. 
I hate to say it, but it's the reality of it. And you and some of our commission chair holders in Oregon who are picked by the governor mm-hmm. are not on our side. Right. You know, they belong to Oregon Wild. They're pro-wolf. They're advocates for it. It's not going to help us, man. We need to – that's why we need a change. We need a change. We need those guys out of there. Honestly – in my opinion, you need people in here that, that are really close to wildlife. They're hunters. They understand, and they, they want to see it go. Right. And they need to hold those seats. I don't give a shit what your college degree says. That doesn't have anything to do. I don't care if you're a biologist. I don't care what you are. Mm-hmm. If you're conforming to what the, the industry says do, you probably shouldn't have no business in that seat. Right. You should be conforming to what the wildlife needs. Not what says do, what it needs. I feel like a, a lot lately, too, if you watch TV or stuff like that, these predators, cougars, bears, wolves, whatever you want to say, they've given them like a human personality. Oh, well, yeah, Disney did that a and long time even ago. even just like, I mean, it's just supposed to be this fluffy little bear. You know what I mean? And it's not. I mean. Right. And it's not the bear's fault. It's a bear. But no, you no. have to manage them and and. When you look at it, it's like they've almost made it look like you're killing a human being. Oh, yeah. But no, I'm killing a bear. Well, no, it's like I well, just shot you get Garrett. Well, because you get these weird people that go out there and they're, you know, I don't know if they're biologists or if they're just. And I think um, that's part of the problem you know, is what they are, but they live amongst them. Oh, look what the pack does. Every day, so-and-so mm-hmm. goes and sees so-and-so, and you're putting a name to this thing, and you're doing this and that. Right. Man, that dog don't want you nowhere near him. <laughs> he want, As a matter of fact, he never wants to see your nasty-looking face. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want anything to do with you. But you're enforcing your will upon him right. and making the rest of the world try and believe your views. It's yeah. complete and total bullshit. Yeah. I mean, I... Well, I have a hard time it's, eating a cow that I, you know, or a pig I raised, you know. You do? I do. I put a name to uh, them. You name yeah, them and the, all that oh, stuff. Oh, man, I'm about to eat I can't, Shrek. I'm I can't go, attach. I'm going to go home tomorrow. You're not eating Shrek. I'm grinding him up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I would if I needed to, right? Well, if you needed to, but, sure. you know. You, you know, when I did 4-H, <laughs> I always felt bad, bad when the pig died. You know, you're attached to it. Well, but you're younger. Yeah. And, and yeah, I, sure you do. But it's not the same thing. I mean... Honestly, I don't think I don't think a lot of these people felt bad at all about this poor gal who was just out enjoying nature, just like we like. No, to people do. defended the and lion because lions is doing what yeah. the lions doing. Oh yeah, and so was she, yeah. right? Right. She was just doing what she likes to do. Same thing that you people like to do. Only difference was it wasn't your ass on the dinner plate that day. Right. Kind of wish it was. Yeah, I feel bad for the gal and her family. That sucks, man. Yeah. That's horrible to not know what happened to her, number one. And then when they do find her, this poor gal's been mauled, molested, and eaten right. by a wild critter. Right. And, hey, man, let's put some grizzlies out there. That sounds like a genius idea. Yeah. I mean, seriously, <laughs> it's it's so stupid. Yeah. It really, And it's sad, you know, and it's going to continue. It's going to happen some more. It's going to. Yeah. Um, Was that Montana that quit grizzly hunting? Uh, I don't Colorado. know, but somebody's been getting eaten up over there in one of them states. Yeah, Wyoming. Guy, it was one it of was. those states that they every year now grizzly hunting every year now somebody's got jacked up. Yep, yep, yep. It's and pretty then, uh, sad. Even the kid got killed in Alaska by a black bear. You know, just you you never know. Yeah. I mean, you really don't. But if you have zero control yeah. and zero management, it it ups the odds. Right. You know, well they say that the ones down here in the in the, in the Lower states versus Alaska, our grizzlies are more dangerous because they don't have any fear. 
Oh yeah, yeah. that's just it. So oh, well, they do, have no reason the, to fear you. I mean, do the, you think the wolves in Oregon fear people? Oh heck no, no. So would would a wolf kill you? I don't know. I have no idea. They want to, but they want to do. They could. my hang up for wolf with wolves is is not really a fear of them hurting people. It's look what they're doing, not just to wildlife, but to livestock. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean they are crushing stuff. You're ruining stuff. Are, are you trying to get rid of the livestock uh, owners? Is that what the whole goal is here? I don't really know. I'm trying to figure it out. Oh, will they get reimbursed? Well, Pennies on the dollar shit? from what I hear. Well, yeah, it is. And they're not getting reimbursed for their low birth rates because these wolves are running the cows, bred cows right. up and down the thing. The lower weights at the scales. I mean, there's a million reasons why this has become a huge problem that's not being addressed. And to be honest with you, I don't see an end in sight. No. Can you imagine what happens when we get wolves in a coast range? Uh, they're already there. Well, Lobster Creek. Okay. Think about it. What do we have over here? Roosevelt elk, right? Yeah. What are they not like? Running. They're, they're not like they're not like a Rocky Mountain elk. Yeah. They yeah. don't. They can't run. They can't do it. Yeah. These wolves will decimate us. Yeah. Well, and I then that. what? Well, they came out with a recent news article about wolves um, being found on the east and west side of Douglas County. You guys read that? I didn't read that. Yeah. I was like, it, was, it only said it in one sentence. It didn't say you know where, but it said. Yeah, wolves are have been confirmed on the east and west side of Douglas County, and I'm like, wait, that means they're at the coast. And I thought that was really interesting. No one else picked up on that. Well, if that's the case, we're we're our time's numbered. Yeah, they're already really? down in, in uh, Gold Beach during towards Lobster Creek. See, I didn't know that. I yeah. hadn't heard that. Yeah, I have a I have a guy that I work with who's seen him three times, logging. Said got the binocs on him. There was a black one, a gray one, and then well another off colored one. So they're Sad. there, they're there, but, uh, well, let's get back. Uh, let's get, well, let's just wrap this thing up. What do you guys yeah, say? I mean, I, you know, I, do you feel like I covered it better? Um, we're here to listen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell you, I, I really wanted to go over kind of the, the nitty gritties of, of the calling and we, we repeated some stuff, but we also had a lot of fresh new stuff that guys I think are going to be able to use. Mm-hmm. Um, and then take that into the woods this year. And helping identify, because what we, I'm guilty as hell, just driving around like, let's go walk out here and see what we find. You know, that's our game plan. That's our book is looking at units, you, and- looking at units, and then driving around. And then you see a nice little thinned out spot off the road. You go hike out that. You find a spot that looks good, and then you start rattling. That's what we do. You know, right. so we got to get better, at just as hunters of knowing where we're going to go, having spot. We have one spot I can think of that we we call it a spot now one spot where we go we rattle uh, multiple times there's been deer there um, that we've seen where it's all torn up from a buck fight you know right there, there's deer in there right we have one spot and we've been doing this for 10 years see that's crazy to me do you have spots to rifle hunt where you always see deer oh yeah is there timber around it yep Arr. genius <laughs> Are these guys, man, they got better jobs than me. They smarter than me, and they can't figure that no. out. So you have to come in. Well, I've I've just, I just ne- never <laughs> here until recently. I've never hunted those areas. We just drive around because you can you can have good success just driving driving around during the rain, you know, on, on in, in Thanksgiving and, and find a big them buck. from the pickup. You can shoot them right from the freaking no, side I, of the road, hundred feet from the road. I, 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 no, I think I it's like know. isn't it like ten feet or is I it a hundred? I don't, I don't know. know. We've always just drove around and we'll hike standing, around. I was a standing bit. on the road when I shot my deer this year. What's <laughs> your but what's your success rate? 
Well, I kill one every year doing that. Not a big one, but I kill a deer every year driving around. No problem. And that's why these guys say Why are you it. trying to blow smoke up our ass I right am now? not. <laughs> I I don't think I've ever eaten a late season tag, and I've never shot a what, big. What do you got your rig set up like Hatari? You got the little chair no, up on the front and stuff. and Drive you just around like, oh, in the rut. Stop in the right rain. there. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying I've shot big bucks doing that, but I've never eaten a late season deer tag doing that. Okay. We'll so. kill, you, I mean, you could kill three or four little dinks a day doing that. Well, used to before the fire. So you're you're into just killing whatever. No, nah, I used to be. I used to be. Okay. So back when I was starting off, you know, I just wanted to fill my tag. You know, I was all about just what you know, what could I get? You know, first opportunity, and then. That's so out. weird because I don't think I've ever fired a shot at a deer, at a deer, mm-hmm. archery season from a road, um, ever. I think most of mine have been. <laughs> Been within a hundred yards of the roads, easy. Oh uh, well, yards. maybe it may be a hundred yards from yeah. a road. But I've I, done. I would say ninety percent of them I spotted from the road. Really? Uh huh. Well, then I, you know, if that works for you, then I guess <laughs> we didn't not, need to do this podcast. Well, that's that's not how I want it to happen, you know. Like well, I, I want to get the full experience, and that's that's you know eight. You know, we on a rainy day, my my dad and I still drive around. You know, if he he's got a right. tag this year, we'll still do that, but. um you know, that's just how I. That's just how I learned. You don't see very ma- many mature bucks that way. No, my, if you do, they're probably not going to give you a chance. In the getting world, a right? shot at them is a different thing. Yeah. Seeing them is another thing. You know, back before the fire down there, um, you know, down south, east I five. I'm sure you guys figured that out. Yeah. Uh, you'd see, you know, on a good rainy day towards Thanksgiving, you'd see five or six bucks, maybe seven bucks, and then you know, two of them would be one thirties a day. Right, you know, and then since that fire hit, good luck. They haven't, they haven't recovered. And there's bucks burn up. Our loggers found them. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. They, the bucks didn't make it out. I mean, gear, people can say, "Oh, fires don't affect deer." Da, 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 they'll the run away. They don't. Hell, they don't. Yeah, it kills a lot of stuff. Yep. Like I said, I think I said this in the last one too. Is last year I hunted more days than normal, and I saw. One of the least amount of bucks I've ever seen. Last year was and a bad saw, year for a lot of folks. I only saw one good buck and mm-hmm. one decent buck, and the rest of them were just little forks, maybe a little three-point. I mean, I just I didn't see anything. Really? See, and I feel all bad about talking about this because I haven't hunted late-season blacktail. This will be my second year in a row. <laughs> Kills me. Well, I've been hunting mule deer. I just decided to hunt somewhere else. Well, I don't wait till late season. A lot of guys love late season. It's like, man, I'm getting out of the way. Weather's nice. I can still see big bucks. They're fat, lazy. Oh yeah. yeah, I just I love early season. That is one thing Oregon gives you too. is it gives you pretty much the two best times of the year. You get them before they've been pressured. They're yep. still doing their yep. summer things, or you get to go at it again with the yeah. butt. Mm-hmm. So it, they do. Yeah, and my strategy crap about Oregon, but it's like they do yeah. give you some of the best times. And to I'll be tell you, my strategies compared to your late season, uh, the edge of the unit stuff. Mm-hmm. I'll figure out. I'll bump them before season. I used to do this um, back when I fought fire. Super good shape, right? I'd bump them on purpose before season, do it four or five times, bump them, bump them, bump them, same bucks, because they're always coming back, right, mm-hmm. that time of year, mm-hmm. figure out what trail they're taking, what trail they're taking, and I'd bump them, and I'd beat them to where they were going. Oh, yeah. Yep. If if they use this, if they're pretty much on a exit yep. route, they had, and it's always the same, yep. that's yep. another way you can, yep. you can screw them. If you get somebody there, mm-hmm. and you have another person yep. just come through and push them, yep. and you know they're going there, yep. 
you know, usually once they get out of sight and into that timber or something just a little ways, they don't, they're not running anymore. No, they're no, my fat ass can't outrun the deer anymore, but I used to be oh, able to, I, I used to be able to beat them around the unit and I could tell you once they got to a certain spot in the unit, I knew which, which trail they would take because they were pot committed to that one. Right. And, uh, there was, there was only three trails coming out of that unit on that one side, but you had to bump them from a certain spot. Right. Uh, I mean, everything was calculated. I mean, I was up there three, four, five times a week when when I had the time, and it was pretty crazy. I mean, people are like, you don't do that. And I'm like, yeah, I Oh, do. yeah, you can. You definitely can <laughs> yeah, do that. Yeah. We've, we've hunted them that way before in the past. Yeah. I haven't had a ton of success with it because I just didn't do it that much. Yeah. But, yeah, you can definitely do that. Yeah. You bust deer on purpose on the off season? Aren't you worried? Nope. They're still there. What difference is it going to make? Yeah. I mean, you're busting deer now. People are going to bust them during rifle yeah. season, if not kill them. It, they're constantly I'd pressured. rather bust them when I can't kill them than bust them when I can, period. Absolutely. So yep. uh, is there anything else you wanted to add, Anthony, closing thoughts? No, nope, just like I've already said it once, just what I'm taking from this is it's just like blind elk calling pretty much. Cold I mean, calling. Yep, you're just cold calling them essentially. Well, s- with some yeah, knowledge. But you got to kind of, you know, you don't want to go out there and be like, well, I haven't seen a deer track here in 40 <laughs> no, years. No, but you're picking it. <laughs> you're picking it. You're picking uh, an educated spot. <laughs> right. And essentially setting up blind. Because, yeah. like I said, yes. they're not, they're not, they're not going to come in grunting and doing all sorts of shit. Probably typically. not. Probably typically. not. Now, I have heard them make some vocalizations when they come in before. And I just, I've never very thought rarely. of. I've just never thought of hunting deer that way. Yeah. Because you don't hear them. I think I said this last time. You don't hear them bugling. You know, you don't hear them making a ton of noise, so you don't think of calling to an animal that you don't hear yourself. I wish they bugled. Well, <laughs> yeah, kidding. I mean, and they kind of do. They make their own thing. Ah. But this this all goes back to when I said, don't forget focusing on where somebody who's successful is hunting. That is the dumbest thing you can do. <laughs> the smartest thing you can do is find a spot that you know there are deer yeah. and go practice tactics. Tactics. Yeah. I'm worried about having that sticker on my truck. What sticker? <laughs> my on point podcast sticker. Why is that? Because I have a bright ass blue purple or a blue Tacoma, mm-hmm. and I have a podcast sticker. So, and I had good success this year. Yeah. So now you're worried that everybody's gonna see your stuff. I know it sounds maybe a little cocky how, how is that any less than when some little arrogant prick walks up to you <laughs> at the sportsman show and is like hey i might know somebody that knows somebody that knows where you hunt and i have a map <laughs> on my mother and phone <laughs> know anybody that who too. that is i did that to him one year yeah <laughs> you know and what i thought was like who, I'll, gives, who I'll, gives a shit i'll show you when, we, when we're that's done funny here. you can show anybody you want <laughs> thing is how many deer you killed out of there I don't hunt them. Goose egg. <laughs> so shut your butt up. You still got to yeah. do it. You can know everything you want to know. Yeah. Boots on the ground, get it done. Doing it gets it done. Yeah. You can watch. You can listen to every podcast. You can watch every YouTube. You can have every Primos video. Yeah. You can go to Anthony and get my map collection. He's probably <laughs> going to start selling it at, what is it, Dirty Trad? <laughs> you know, Wayne's personal map collection, whatever. <laughs> you can have that. Yeah. It's not going to do you any good if you don't get out there and try it. Right. You just got to try it. And if it's not working, try it somewhere else or just change it up a little bit. Just do something a little different, you yeah. know? We're going to have to go out this year maybe and, and I can watch you in action, film you, and maybe watch you. You got a tag? No, I'm, uh, I'm tagged out. Oh. That's how fucking we, good I am. 
Okay, that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, all these guys are posting. Uh, I can't wait till is this? What late season black tail? I'm like, man. And the screw three of you guys. The, I don't know. <laughs> the three of us That's what I'm here. thinking too, actually. <laughs> yeah, talking all this late season stuff, and the three of us were done in yeah. September. <laughs> yeah, that's None the, that's late the late worst part. But you know what? On an ending note, with that, yes, a buddy of mine's kid drew interstate. Mm-hmm. So. I at least get to go over there and help out. So if You're if I'm not doing anything else, I'm just going to be – no, hell no. It's, it's pretty a, open It's a there. rifle hunt in the rut. I'm going to be sitting behind glass. I hope you guys don't come like, back with anything nope. less than a 150, nope. 160. What? I hope you guys come back with something over 160. Yeah, we're not even looking at those. Oh, good. I will well be slap that child. <laughs> we you are, put your time in. You're 180 plus. I think so. I mean, oh, and, I and, know so. you know, you just well, you're on the patience oh, you're, is you're on there. there. Yeah, you're on the migration there. Well, yeah, and you know that. So uh, you guys probably don't know this kid, but he's won my big buck contest a couple of times, and he has some giant. Li- giant black. Well, I hope he comes back with a fork and horn. Is then. it the little skinny kid with glasses? <laughs> no. Oh. He don't wear no glasses, and he's not little anymore. I call him a kid. You know, when he first started hunting and showing up, bringing. You know, his, I've known his dad quite a while, and he would bring bucks that the kid has killed, and they're they're just like one. He's got a couple of one fifty class blacktails. Yes. Are you kidding me? No, he got them during a youth hunt. That's crazy. And killed some giant bucks. You live down in one of the best this youth, kid, hunt, youth hunts in, in the state, in my opinion. I live down in yeah. one of them. Mm-hmm. I do. It's a sleeper tag. I'll tell you about it after the podcast. Oh, I know it. I know where you're talking it's about. It's a tiny just, little area. Just up the road from me. Yep. Yeah. I, sleeper I, tag. It is. And there are. I've mounted like three that are mm-hmm. kids. About 140 plus. Yes. Yep. Every one of them has been over 130. I know that yep. much. Sleeper yeah. tag. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. Um, and I don't know how many deer in there, but boy, they kill them. They kill good ones. It doesn't get hunted because they don't allow it except for that. Right. I knew that. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Anyways, I'm pretty stoked to be. A, this is the closest I'm ever going to get to a mule yeah. deer rut. So, I get to go mm-hmm. in Go to least. Idaho to next year with me. Well, I might. You know, uh, some, the, somebody don't invite a dude. <laughs> I know. I think you're scared. I think you'd be like, I just want you to. going to kill a 180 and I ain't going to get nothing. <laughs> I, I just know I can outrun your ass. In case we get chased by wolves. Yeah, guaranteed you could. I'm old and fat. <laughs> I wouldn't even try and run. I mean, I'm not. What, Stand there with a knife in one Obviously, hand. he doesn't really know me, right? As soon as I'm going to let him get that break, and then I'm going to clip his ass <laughs> and leave a blood trail. They're just going to come off of me and go, you see, I mean. I'm, I'll be gone. <laughs> you'll, you'll be gimping. I'll be gimping. <laughs> that, <laughs> That's funny. All right, guys. Well, we're going to wrap this one up. It's two hours. Great. And uh, we are going to. Mumbo jumbo. We, I, I'm really thinking about doing an un, uncut on this one, but we'll see. I think you should. unless you're A, a really, really, truly uncut. Why not? I mean, listen, people will either embrace it or they won't. I, I might get there a There was a pretty big of... chicken hole in, or uh, rabbit hole in there. <laughs> there chicken was. hole. Do you think I'll get unfollowers on no, Instagram? No, no. Like un- do, can you get an unfollower? How does that oh, work? Oh, yeah, they can they unfollow can unfollow you. Yeah. yeah, I mean, as soon as they start hearing the F-bombs, they'll be like, oh, yeah. Lord, just no. praise <laughs> Jesus. I'm going to get rid of this fool. He's a devil. I'm not really, but, no. you know. Yeah, but, that, that's you not know. true either because uh, a real popular podcast right now, they don't give a crap about nothing. They don't, but. It's, uh, 
Well, I mean, not that they're super foul, but if one if they drop an f bomb, they don't care. They don't care. No. I see. I've been really subdued because you've heard how bad I beat right. Moldy. I wish we would have had that I conversation just, in the podcast yeah. downstairs in the in the, in the uh, kitchen with the girls. Yeah, that, that was, was awesome. That was a great pod. That was a, that was, was a great podcast. I really keep it tame. This this like I said this <laughs> this podcast I didn't talk a whole lot just because I'm listening more mm-hmm. than anything. Right. But even ones I'm talking all the time, I really keep my mouth. Nice and Did you guys, you guys want to hear a real good podcast? You get Garrett to get me on here, and I'll get the ladies in here, and I will completely <laughs> eliminate these fools. These guys have some first class ladies, mm. and I don't even know how these losers pulled them. So I would, <laughs> I could show you, would, but then you'd want to turn away. <laughs> uh, dude, he couldn't show me. I mean, uh, your dog's got a bigger wee wee than you got. I seen it. He's got a little pink lipstick. Little, little when I came through the door, it just fell out. That's how much in love this shit is with me. You see what I'm saying? Dexter's a good dog. <laughs> He's a great dog. Taught him everything he knows. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Well, yeah, we'll uh we'll I guess we'll just maybe do an uncut on this one. I don't know. I usually you think about it. It's usually pretty clean, pretty cut and dry. I don't know. I talked about a dude with his lung hanging out. Well, I talked oh, well, about some people might not like I that. talked about other things and Wayne cursed oh, every I just, once in a yeah, while i have I, I kept it relatively clean <laughs> i did yeah you might be able to go in there and trim up some of it maybe i'll make this a premium episode have a cut and then we'll do the uncut as a premium episode genius yeah fuck yes <laughs> <laughs> I, you know i heard i heard this joke the other day is like my wife wants me to quit quit cussing and I have to put a dollar in the jar every time I cuss but it's so fucking hard not to cuss it's crazy yeah how fucking stupid is that why are you why are you paying your wife because you're dropping f-bombs <laughs> seriously I mean she's gonna get fucking rich don't you give them enough yeah maybe she works maybe she makes more money than him so I don't know probably I just dude I would never have a dollar <laughs> I'd be screwed I would uh, be screwed I'm like, do you take PayPal <laughs> no kidding <laughs> I'm in debt. Hey, what are you in debt for? Well, I owe money to the cuss jar for like the past <laughs> 10 years. Yeah. So Interest. Yeah, with interest. All right, guys. Well, we're going to wrap this thing up. Yeah, and, you said uh, that like 10 fucking times. Are I we know. Doing it we keep or going we down rabbit holes. It? What rabbit hole? I've never seen a fucking hole I'm in this whole talking. room. I'm just talking. You're not earlier. even talking. I'm, saying, I'm not even yeah. talking. I'm just listening. Dirty which, trad. Which is great. This is like the first time <laughs> we this motherfucker ever kept yeah. his mouth shut. <laughs> I have no, all he does See, is rattle trap. Oh, Learning. Lear- learning. Yeah, right. Right. Mm-hmm. Learning and listening. Mm-hmm. Dirty Good. trad. Still, I still don't have a late season tag. Neither do I. You don't have one? Mm-hmm. Remember I oh yeah, that? yeah, that's right. You put, he actually you killed something. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> so, it's great though because we could just kick him in the nuts about that deer right now, really hard. Yeah. So uh-huh. the thing with that buck was hashtag Tradline. Who gives a shit what the thing was? I'll, let me tell you the, what the thing about that buck was. Great. I set your buck up. I set my buck up. I set freaking Garrett's buck up. Mm-hmm. Guess who's go biggest to smallest? Mm. Ah shit. Mm. Biggest to small. <laughs> biggest. <laughs> The ne- mine's biggest the next size. I can't believe and it. And then Anthony, you know, here. I didn't even shoot the one I, I was going for. <laughs> yeah, that's well, how good funny. I am. <laughs> I sent I sent that picture of where he's laying on his side to people, and they're like, "That ain't a bad buck." I'm like, "Dude, good camera angle." That's why I took that picture because yeah. I look back and I'm like, "Whoa, he looks way bigger right yeah. there." But the reason what I'm saying is the reason I shot that buck is you know how many years I've been like bucks like that don't shoot them, and then I don't shoot shit. Mm. So this one. Yeah. Taking him home. Yep. You are dead. When you sent me a picture of that thing, first thing I didn't notice the horns. I didn't notice the deer. I noticed the compound bow. 
first thing. It took me about two <laughs> seconds to say, hashtag trad life. <laughs> Send it back to him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, hey, I, I, shot, <laughs> I shot the first mule deer I had an opportunity to shoot this year. And I even, hey, I had, didn't I tell you about it? Mm-hmm. I, I, I had a, a senior moment, if you will. <laughs> I actually snuck on this. There was more than one. There were four deer <laughs> bedded in the timber and didn't think I, I stood a chance. Didn't matter. Mm-hmm. I, there were two of them that I would shoot for sure. The other one, one of them, I couldn't really tell what it was. I don't care. It wasn't that big. I saw it run off. But I snuck within 50. The sucker was bedded. I had a good broadside. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, you know, I know better than to shoot at a better critter, but I'm going to do it anyway. I've practiced 3D targets. You know, I, but I'm getting with a older. Deer, you can get Are you deer. worried about him jumping up or? I don't know what I was worried about. I just, I usually I don't smoked, shoot. I wouldn't even have thought about it. Sure. And I, I didn't. Mm. I drew back, held perfect. <laughs> Everything felt good. The deer went boom. Just, he just rolled over. And I seen a couple of kicks, a bunch of dust. The mm-hmm. other deer take off. I'm like, man, I must have spined him. I spy, I shot high, yeah. you know, but at least he's down. So I'm putting another arrow in and I'm like, well, God, he's not moving. That's weird. Now, I hit that square in the neck. No, oh, did you? I was that far the fuck off. At 50? At 50. And I told Tyler, I said, something is going on. I'm struggling with my eyes. I don't know. <laughs> but I, I shot like shit hmm. all year before. And I told him, I said, I really don't know. I hope I don't have no 60 yard shot. I just don't feel comfortable this yeah. year i don't know what's going on with me and then I, I guess i just got dumb lucky to hit him in the neck mm. and kill this deer but it's really got me rethinking this archery thing either i need to shoot more yeah or get out yeah i need to I shoot know. more i don't know hey man i've been successful i i feel accomplished for what i've done i really do and i'm not bragging on myself i had personal goals mm-hmm. that i wanted to do and i feel like i've achieved them and it's okay if I go back to rifle hunting, man, or using a damn smoke pole. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just kind of like, hey, you want to shoot them fuckers over apples, man? <laughs> Throw them out by the bushel full. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah, I really don't. But, boy, that was an eye-opener. I felt not very accomplished. Hmm. I can tell I can this year, I, that. I shot one of my best bucks with a bow. I actually shot my best buck with a bow this year, that velvet one that you're mounting. Mm-hmm. And I felt very disappointed in myself with that one but just because the shot wasn't where my pin was you know <laughs> well well yeah i mean that can <laughs> really well you know and and guys you know and I, I guess i could be straight up about it you know i mean it's my podcast so um i shot that thing i think at 92 and i it was slightly uphill i forgot to take off a couple yards and spined him so, happens yeah I mean, right, and granted, you know, he didn't go anywhere, but he did suffer longer than I wanted, and I had to put another arrow on him, and I didn't like that. See, right. I had the opposite of both of you. My <laughs> arrow hit to a T yeah. where my pin was sitting. But remember, I told you, yeah. <laughs> you know, I kudos to you because you've had to come back from <laughs> one hell of a target panic nightmare. Yeah, so, so good I, for, you know, I dealt with legitimately that, good and for then, you. Um, the last few animals I've hit yeah. did not go well. And I remember – I told you this on my way home. I was talking to Wayne. When I first picked up the, I found the arrow and everything, I couldn't find any blood. I couldn't find anything. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, I can't take another one of these. Like, if I can't find this animal. Instant fucking panic. Yeah. Done. Oh, yeah. Because that's the other <laughs> thing. Same so thing with that bowl this year. For, for me to go from that hit looked good to panic mm-hmm. took me about 15 seconds. Because it's, <laughs> it hasn't gone well for me in the past. Right. And, yeah. and part of that's been panic. 
bad shots, you know, blame whatever you want, blame me. So on this one, I'm like, I can't take another one. If this goes south for me, I'm done. I am done. Yeah. And then I found, I mean, he was piled up not too far, but, um, yeah, that's, I just instant panic. I was just like, I can't do yeah. it. I, I mean, yeah. I've been and that there. arrow and I found him, that arrow literally hit to a T where I was holding. I mean, mm-hmm. it was, it was hard quartered away. It went in right at the last rib and it came out. Well, it blew the elbow joint off on the far side. Hmm. So, I mean, perfect. I what broadhead were you using? Uh, Van Diemen. Those okay. little single bevels. You did use that this year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those, they're right. small, but they're a sweet little head. They're tough. Yeah. They're sharp as hell. And and they'll kill dinky deer all day yeah. long. Yeah. <laughs> That's all that matters. When you catch them nursing. <laughs> was he bigger than that, Blacktail? Hell no. Are you serious? He wasn't? No. I'll show you a good picture. You were a good picture taker. No, I thought he was way bigger even, than that. No. He's, that's, a, that's a Blacktail there, too. He's like... Almost the size of that antelope. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> <Now we're stretching. laughs> Almost uh, the size. Are you going to use he was tender justification on that one? <laughs> yeah, he tastes delicious, let me tell you. Yeah, well, any early season buck does. Yeah, that's yeah. so. You it, know, somebody, yeah. you know, Meat Eater came out and said there's no difference between, uh, most of the time, between a big buck and a little buck as far as eating. He's like, that's just a bullshit thing. He's like, I've tried them both uh, ways. He's like, it's, mm. it's about the metatarsal glands all the oil that they secrete during that time of year and then the hunter getting it over the, on the meat. He's like that contaminating it or something I, like something like that. I disagree. Okay. My theory on it is it, he's probably right. It really size age doesn't matter. I think it's time of year. You shoot them probably. suckers in September. I don't care. They eat way better yeah. than something that's been running, having adrenaline smells, smells yeah. that they just do. I you could can, see that, but I also, I also agree with them there too about, you know, I've shot the, the old, I got a freaking old revert fork and horn and he tasted, and I got a spike uh, bowl and I've got, you know, they, it, a lot of it's how you cut them first absolutely. of all. And then the second of all is how you take care of them. And if you have a really, really young bull that you don't take care of very well and you don't cut very well and you have an old bull that you cut great and you took care of it great, I'm sorry, which one is which? Yeah, you're probably I agree gonna you're probably that. gonna think that the that the old bull was better. Well, I actually wipe down all my late season deer with vinegar water when I'm done skinning them. Mm. I do from the all the way up, all the way down. I just wipe yeah. everything, and that way, if I had some of that crap on my knife or on my hands, I've got it wiped off. Um, so I haven't ever really had a what I would call a ruddy tasting buck because I make sure that I wipe them down. I mm. don't necessarily do it in the early season because I don't think you need to. Yeah. But makes sense. We do it to keep the bees off of them. Or that. Yeah. You yeah. can do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I can't. I don't have enough experience. It's, I, I do it one way. We all have our own way when it comes to that. It's like somebody saying, I've never had a bad bull, but I've eaten bad cows. Hmm. Hmm. That's weird because I've never had a bad cow, but I've had a couple of bulls that were like shoe leather. <laughs> the, t- the flavor was fine, but yeah. I couldn't hardly chew them. Really? So, and my, what do you my, think the reason was? Don't know. <clears throat> I don't know if his age. I don't. I mean, none. Neither one of them took too long to die. They was just one of tough. them uh, one of them more uh, dramatic than the other when they died? No, like that's more the tense. thing. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say either. I mean, they're both. Worst one the, I've ever had was uh, the only deer I've shoulder mounted. Mm-hmm. You've seen him, mm. and that was instant death. I mean, I shot and he fell on his tracks and was dead mm-hmm. and my dad obviously knows how to take care of me oh yeah he does we couldn't hardly give that deer away jerky it didn't matter what you did with him it was just gross just a bad deer huh? but he weird. was also rutted up 
he was old. I mean, he barely had any teeth, little nubbins, you know. Mm-hmm. But that's the only thing I could figure. I mean, because he died quick, and he was calm when he died. It's not like he was running and then stopped and looked and I shot him. No, he was completely calm. I don't know. I don't me. know. I do know that if you, if they're, you know, if it doesn't, like, go down the way, if it turns into a rodeo, you can get them kind of, <laughs> you know, they'll be tough. Yeah. I've heard antelope are really bad for that. That yeah. could be. Well, I, I love that antelope. I ate them just like deer steaks. And I pepperoni some of them, too. Never had pepperoni so. a bunch of them. I pepperoni pepperoni <clears throat> everything but the back straps. This is coming from a guy who just got his first fucking freezer. Can you believe that? <laughs> <laughs> just got a freezer. Calls uh, me up. What am I supposed to do? I'm like, put it in the freezer. Well, I, 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 I'm like, are, what? are you fucking kidding me? I actually, Tyler and I, we made a fucking jokey joke video about Garrett. Weaver. I can't believe you didn't post. I it. I never posted it because Kim said, well, you got to be careful. He has some followers that are going to get all upset. Well, fuck you guys. My Kim? Be- yes. Oh. When she came into whatever, you were hunting somewhere and she came in and did some paperwork there at the taxidermy shop. You remember that? She Maybe she dropped Oh, she was worried off. about people shit on you you were yes. with me oh yes because i was gonna be fucking with you oh about yeah it. i don't think my father was like, care. you know all two I mean, of them if they don't know how hard i kick garrett and it's nuts already well they're about to find out but i never did yeah. just to be nice to I you i wish you would have because i don't I think should've. you know i got yeah. i got guys who i don't think i don't know of anybody that would have got pissed off at you well i don't even give a shit if they <laughs> like seriously the list is long it's a fucking line uh, like jesus christ i'd never yeah. get through everybody yeah i just couldn't it's you still have that video you should post that uh, shit. I might. I should. It's just post I it on Instagram. You know, me. you really want me to make you look that stupid? I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I if almost people haven't him, figured it out by now. You know now. where I really wanted to clip him was after he was so fucking proud of himself for buying this freezer. Right? <laughs> He's filming himself, and now I'm filling up the freezer. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, man. It was a time the, stretch. The only reason you have that is because I fucking shamed you into buying a goddamn freezer. I should have tagged you in that post. You should have. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, my God. All yeah. right, wrap this shit the fuck. I'm well, old. If you would quit it's talking. Past, seriously, me. <laughs> <laughs> what time is it? 9.50 probably. Okay, it's, like, it's only 9.45. 9 so yeah. Like I go to bed in like three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, <laughs> do, drive them home. Due to geriatrics going to bed, we have to close this thing up early. You got my, did you bring an extra Depends? <laughs> <laughs> I need that. But uh, we will catch you on the next one. I think I really want to do it unsolicited uncut version of this podcast do so it, I, I think we're gonna do it i'll put a little That's, plug in the you're beginning just, you're being lazy is what it is you're not gonna <laughs> well, whatever i'm not scared you know, I really no no i have you know, i have three times in this video what i have here is 41 45 125 150 these are things that i have to cut out so i don't have to go find them when i when i edit what happened at those times why so, but, 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 uh, these are f-bombs um, yeah, these are big areas where it's like very controversial things if i was going to edit it i'd oh. edit these parts out smart thinking ahead no i think yeah it's great but I, uh you know for all of our christian that's listeners, not bad. please don't judge me i'm sorry that i had a bunch of cuss words i i am a believer and just because <laughs> hey you know what he doesn't give a fuck what i say i have some other stuff that he's going to hold me accountable for so i ain't sweating about an f-bomb <laughs> but please don't be offended in that and if you're liberal well you know sorry get offended i guess i'm i'm just as offended that i have to put up with you, you know, i don't know what to say i'm uh, offended that you're offended <laughs> uh, all right guys well we'll see you on the next one i appreciate you listening you guys right. want to say bye yeah thanks for having me all right. great <laughs> see ya 
All right, guys, that's this week's episode of the podcast. Thank you, Wayne and Anthony, for coming on to the show. Thank you for listening to the podcast. And as always, give us a five-star review. Give me a comment along with that. Get yourself entered in these giveaways. Be sure to follow me on Instagram because I do more probably giveaways on Instagram than I do uh, through through this platform. So follow me on Instagram at Allen Point with Garrett Weaver, and that's how you'll find me on there. And then also subscribe to the YouTube channel. It's blowing up right now with the, with the bow reviews and all that stuff. People are really eating those up. I try to do the most neutral, unbiased reviews where I take real just real world results using speed chronographs, uh, different weight of, of heavy arrows, light arrows. And just really give a real-world result uh, of what these bows are putting out for speeds and, and how the draw cycles are compared and, and all this other stuff. So check that out. Those are really popular videos right now. And then also, again, please check out the On Point podcast. Get yourself some On Point gear. The OP hats that I have out right now uh, are really, really, they're doing well. Uh, people really love when they finally get to see one in person. Uh, you know, they look slick. I mean, there's no stitching on the leather. It's used with a... Uh, with a very cool uh, heat compound glue that um, the guy here locally figured out how to do it after bunches of trial and error, has found out a way to heat press these patches onto these hats, and they look really slick. Got tons of different colors, um, 112s and, and 115s for folks with uh, smaller heads like me, um, and then window decals, and I have more stickers coming that are a lot smaller um, op uh, emblem stickers so lots of cool stuff coming out there uh shirts are out of stock we're working at getting those back in but as always guys appreciate the support and i'll see you on the next one bye